Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler Patterson and Michael Remus. Hey, what's up, everyone? And uh, welcome to a Friday heading into the weekend and game day edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk. One more time here from the World Cup in Doha, Qatar. Andrew Patterson along with Michael Remus. And uh, we got a packed show for you. So much to get to. Ken Weave, who took a scud from Patrick Line today at the pregame interviews, is going to join us in a little bit. Uh, and we'll also t- we'll also talk about the we'll also talk about the uh, of course no better day to have Jesse Pollock come on than uh, Line coming back to the peg. Um, Jesse's going to jump on with Michael a little bit later on, as well as Lee Hacksaw Hamilton with the NFL Notebook, and of course craziness here in Qatar at the World Cup. Some incredible drama. And of course, Canada finishing up their final match yesterday, which I was at. Rob Gale going to jump on in a few minutes as well. So much to get to. Looking forward to it. And thanks so much for being with us. Um, Hey, just before we get to it and bring Michael Remus in, do you want to thank the sponsors, particularly CoolBet Canada? I cannot thank CoolBet enough for uh, what really has been the trip of a lifetime. If you haven't been following along on my Instagram at Hustlerama, tons of great stories, also a couple posts, but um, we'll be eternally grateful for the opportunity to be here along with my guy, Jake Bolin Moss. Had such a great time. Uh, we'll get to the cool bet lines a little earlier, actually coming up in just a couple minutes. Of course, not auto Corp, princess auto consolidated supply, Wallace and Wallace Vita health, fresh market, Manitoba battery. Great to have Donnie and the gang back on board for the winter. Royal sports, F apparel, not auto Corp, Culligan water, Canadian Club Whiskey, the Nick and Nicky DQ Group, Little Brown Jug Brewing, and of course, our friends over at Boston Pete's, a great place to take in all of the World Cup action. All right, let's get Remus in here to get things going. Remo, what's up back in the peg? How are you? Staying cool or staying warm, Huss. Uh, it's getting chilly. You're, you know, people are commenting on your sunburn in the chat, <laughs> and uh, you're going to be here for a rude Awakening. Patrick Lyonet came into town, said it's too cold and not used to it anymore. And I'm, a, I have a feeling you're going to be saying the same thing. Like, what's the temperature been there uh, over the last? Uh, it was bit? about 32 today, I think. 31, oh. 32. And oh. and you know me, I mean, I'm a pretty white guy, and I was out at the uh, at the uh, at the pool uh, with Jake. We were getting ready for our final Doha double, which has just uh, just gone live. The uh, final two games of the group stage finishing up right now. Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon, Brazil going uh, simultaneously right now. Uh, and it doesn't take long to uh, get the pink get the pink back in the old dome. Um, so, yes. And by the way, I should mention, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a tag team show today uh, because... The long journey back to Winnipeg begins shortly for me. So I'm going to be hanging around for about the first close to hour of the program. Um, And then Michael, Ken, Jesse, Hacksaw, Marbles will finish up Friday. And uh, of course, we'll be back on Monday to get things going. Now, it is a big, big Winnipeg Jets game day. But just before we do this, and I know we'll talk more about the World Cup yesterday. Remo, interested, did you... Did you catch the game yesterday at all before uh, before you went live? I did catch the show. It was awesome. Afterwards on uh, the replay, of course, in the middle of the night in Winnipeg. But I, I, I just have to tell you, um, that was the most intimidating crowd I have ever been a part of last night. I'm not sure how much of it came through on television, but it was absolutely deafening. I estimated conservatively that the crowd was about 10 to one Moroccans. 
And even one Moroccan, I think, was way louder than three or four Canadians. And it was, uh, it really felt like we were in the belly of the beast yesterday. And of course, you know, the game started off really poorly. <clears throat> Milan Borian, a Canadian goalie making maybe the gaff of the tournament, to be perfectly honest, early on and uh, with the first 10 minutes of the match, um, kicking it, unfortunately, directly to a Moroccan player who was only too happy to oblige and kick it right in the empty net. Uh, and then shortly afterward, they went up 2 nothing. But I have to give the Canadians credit. They battled back and fought their asses off the entire 90. Uh, they ended up getting a goal, Sam Adekube. I guess it was technically uh, called an own goal. Um, bounced one in off the defender past this, uh, the, uh, uh, the Moroccan goalie to make it 2-1. And in the second half, Canada had a ton of the possession, a ton of opportunities to tie it up, and one glorious chance with a header on the goal line that somehow hit the crossbar. And it wasn't to be. So uh, Canada doesn't win their first World Cup match and you know, does not come away with any positive results. They do have their first two goals in World Cup history. And uh, I think it was a great, great start. And uh, it was huge just to be a part of this because, of course, Canada will be back in 2026 as the host nation along with the United States and Mexico. So um, uh, overall, I mean, the experience has been something that I will cherish and remember for the rest of my life. Uh, and I got to tell you, yesterday's crowd is something that I will remember. And uh, uh, that was uh, I, the, the African fans are uh, on another level. And tell you what, I've already had a few messages from Winnipeg Jet fans going, like, how do we how do we bottle some of that into our building? Um, and, you know, playoffs is one thing, but on a regular basis, uh, it's just a different cultural thing. But, uh, man, World Cup has been great. And um you know, can't wait to see what happens with Canada soccer on the men's side. And of course, we've got a Women's World Cup coming up in Australia in about seven months as well. We know Canada will be in the mix right there. Yeah, I, you know, I, you sent the pictures. I was looking through other people's Instagram photos because you can click on location and it looks like uh, an awesome you know, time. You threw it some pictures today of overall of your trip. I saw you met up with AJ Jakubek from, uh, he does Red Blacks play-by-play -play for TSN 1200. So, uh, looked like an awesome experience, and it was. I did catch some of the game in the morning. Um, you know, other than that misplay by the goalie, you know, they definitely had a. Hey, they would have been a tie game, and had some chances at the end to you know to tie it. Didn't quite make it. They got hey, they got a couple goals, and now next World Cup try to get some uh, standings points either through a, a draw or a win. So I think lots to build on this year. Maybe didn't go the way. You know, you'd like to see them get a point, a standings point, but hey, it didn't work out, and they do have uh, some young talent that'll be uh, more mature for the next one. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and there's been, I mean, just absolute incredible drama. If you missed it earlier today, the Koreans scored in extra time to beat Portugal to advance and break the hearts of Team Uruguay, who was in the midst of a two nothing win over Ghana, uh, and the Japan last night. There was a scenario at one point late in the game where Costa Rica had somehow gone ahead of Germany. And because of that, Spain could have been eliminated. It didn't happen. The Germans came back and won. So Spain is through and Japan wins the group. Japan lost to Costa Rica, but yet beat Germany and beat Spain. Um, both of those Asian teams and their fan base is so much fun to be around. Um, so I'm sure we'll be talking about this, you know, for the next couple of weeks. But again, just uh, thought we'd start off with that because I know a lot of people were paying attention to what happened with Canada, obviously following along with the trip through all the socials as well. That being said, it brings us tonight back to tonight, Remo. The Jets looking to continue their strong play overall and their strong play at home. 
just an unbelievable split of the, the defense of play and the goals against from home to the road. Jets over three on the road. And I guess some of their, you know, more lopsided defeats have happened on the road at home right now. 1.6 goals against so far this year. And uh, big save Dave gets the start tonight. And uh, hopefully he won't have to go to OT to get the win like he has in the last three games as the Columbus Blue Jackets and the return of Patrick Line, who not only returns to Winnipeg, but returns to the Columbus Blue Jackets lineup after an injury plague season so far, missing consi- missing considerable amount of time on two different occasions, Reem. Yeah, looking forward to seeing big save Dave get back in the net. And I think this is a pretty good spot for him. I looked at, you know, looking at the Columbus lineup, they're getting, thankfully they're getting line a back because they're missing Zach Wierenski for the season. Uh, they're missing Jake Voracek. They're missing um, Adam Boakfast as well. I mean, this Columbus lineup, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty rough here. Pierre-Luc Dubois was asked about, he's like, you know, I actually don't know a lot of the guys here. It's a lot different. Uh, Goudreau, Jenner, line a, uh, Johnson, Roslevec, he'll be on the second line with Nyquist. Uh, Chinakovs, Sillinger, Foudy, Robinson, Corrali, Meyer, Gavrikov, Bjork on D, Christensen, Goodbranson, Bayreuther, Peak, and Corpusalo getting the start in goal. But it's the Jets lineup we're talking about here. Uh, David Ridge starting. There was uh, one line of change. Sam Gagne in with Menelainen and Lowry in for Axel JF. Uh, he's his turn to take a seat. Uh, they want to get Sam Gagne back in. and. Uh, Brandon Dillon and Nate Schmidt didn't take part in the morning skate, but they are in, so no changes on D. The only change you might see is a lot of them have shaved off their mustaches, uh, most notably <laughs> Dylan DeMello, who I think had the had the best one. Uh, no mustaches today. But yeah, I'll just read all Connor Dubois with uh, Morgan Barron again. Perfetti, Shafley, Wheeler, which was so, so great last game. And then I said Menelano, Lowry, Gagne, Harkins, Gustafson, Isomont, Morrissey, DeMello, Dylan Pionk, Sandberg, Schmidt. So that's what we have. The Jets look to keep it rolling, as you said, at home. Such a great home record. And this is an opponent that's had a lot of blowout losses this year, but they do get the boost of Patrick Laine coming back. Yeah. um, You know, I'll say one thing. Um, I think we've basically seen Jansen Harkins has played his way from being on waivers and on the Manitoba Moose at the start of the season to being a regular in the lineup. And, Mikey Isimont as well. I mean, Isimont has, has has really, I think, sort of just grinded out and earned a spot. And he's obviously really impressed the coaching staff. Um, so uh, the fact that, you know, you're getting Sam Gagne back in to the lineup and it's Axel Janssen Fjallby, who's at times played on the third line, even on the second line or top line at times, you know, in very limited minutes so far. And it goes to show you the competition right now at the bottom of that Winnipeg Jet lineup. So, of lots of good things uh, happening with this club overall, certainly at home. Um, and they'll look to uh, start off a weekend with two of, you know, the bottom dwelling tree teams in the league. Let's call it the way it is. I mean, uh, Columbus and Anaheim have had really, really rough seasons. Um, they Neither of them likely will be playoff teams. And the one thing the Jets have done so far, touch wood, has been be able to, um, you know, take care of the teams that, you know, you look at, at least on paper, think they should be. Easier said than done. Uh, of course, this is uh, a league where you've got to bring it each and every night. But th- for the most part, the Winnipeg Jets have this year, especially on home ice. And considering where they are right now, knocking on the door, the top of the Central Division, two big, big opportunities to uh, get points this weekend before they finish up the homestand 
against Paul Maurice's Florida Panthers, who, you know, broke their losing streak and got back in the win column last night against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. You know, Remo, with Line coming back, I, I do want to get to our why not question of the day um, because we'll never stop talking about the trade um, of Jack Rossovic and Patrick Line for Pierre Luc Dubois and a third round pick. Um, and I guess I won't editorialize it at all, but I will put this out to the chat right now and to anyone that's watching this on YouTube after the fact, hit us up in the comments. Um, as we sit here at the quarter pole of the NHL season, um, what are your thoughts as of today, early December, 2022 on the trade that brought Pierre-Luc Dubois here and Patrick Laine sent to, uh, sent to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Um, you know, from, from my perspective, Reem, it's still tough. I mean, I, like so many people, love Patrick Laine. I envisioned him as a franchise player here, a guy that would be a Winnipeg Jet for for his career. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, I'm still a huge fan of his. I hope that he does well wherever he is, wherever he's playing, although I'd like him to cool it tonight, maybe ease back into the lineup against the Winnipeg Jets and then maybe go on a tear afterwards. Um, and again, and I guess the, the biggest thing is we'll be talking about this, and I think the real answer is going to be in a year or two where we see what happens with Pierre-Luc Dubois because, I mean, the one thing that I've been pretty adamant about is that if you trade a player and an asset like Patrick Laine for a player that you're not able to keep around or at least turn it into assets equivalent to what you gave away, that's going to be something that really hurts the franchise long-term. Um, that being said, Pierre-Luc Dubois continues to be an incredibly important player for the Winnipeg Jets. He's back with Kyle Connor, uh, the dynamic duo that led Kyle Connor to uh, that brilliant season last year, sniffing around the 50 goal mark. Uh, but it's pretty hard to talk about a Blue Jackets Jets game without talking about that trade. And you knew we had to mention it on the why not question of the day today. I, I I've been talking about it all week, actually. Uh, when you were here, <laughs> just how could you not? I agree with Line A coming back. You know he was hurt. Uh, he's playing here. I said, you know, is he going to get a positive reception from the fans? Because we all remember the uh, three-headed tribute video <laughs> last year. Um, but as far as the trade goes, I said some, you know, some days I would feel like, um, you know, the Blue Jackets were the winner. They got two players. One of them is on the top line. One of them is playing a role right now as their second line center. However, I mean, he's been up and down the lineup, I think, throughout his tenure. But however, Line has been hurt. Dubois has been pretty healthy and Dubois is younger and, you know, having uh, the best season of his career so far. He's almost a point per game player. However, as you said, I don't know if we'll be able to fully evaluate it until after Dubois' RFA period um, lapses. He's got one more year of team control. And if he signs long-term, then I think maybe the Jets would be the winner. Um, but but the Blue Jackets, they've already done their job. They signed their piece, line A, long-term. So um, I'm still going to vote Jets right now because I think they already had a line A. They had Kyle Connor. It's allowed him to become a star and uh, close to 50-goal scorer. And they didn't have, you know... They already had a bunch of you know, guys who can, who are wingers who can shoot. They didn't have this big center who can be a pain in the ass, um, you know, and piss off the other team and also contribute, uh, what on the power play as well. So, um, I think they're different players, and I think the Jets had a lot of, you know, a lot of lineas and or they had another line and Kyle Connor, and they didn't have that center. However, there are a lot of off ice factors which I think people would were upset at the time. Like line A was. 
first of all, I mean, watching him shoot is still something else. Although uh, I've oh. watched Jason Robertson a lot this weekend. I mean, he's incredible too. But uh, his personality off ice, this guy is a star. You know, he comes in, he's got the outfits, uh, he's making jokes <laughs> to the media. I think he's got this charm that uh, that people love, and which why I think you'll always be a fan of his. No doubt about that. So um, Ken's going to join us in a few minutes. We will talk about that. Um, hey, just before we're going to get to a little bit of World Cup talk, um, you know, normally we do the cool bet lines a little bit later on in the program, but I did want to do it a little earlier. A, because we're going to be so busy with marbles, Jesse Pollock and Hacksaw after I run to the airport. Uh, but also considering we've got matchups right now for the uh, the World Cup and we're going to be talking about that with Rob right away. Um, just huge thanks to our friends at CoolBet for making this entire trip a possibility, as I mentioned earlier, absolute trip of a lifetime. Um, and by the way, if you're with us right now in the chat, I'm going to throw in the YouTube uh, link for the lock shop. There it is right there, folks. If you haven't already, click on it, subscribe to it, and make sure to find us over at Lock Shop Bets. And you can, uh, as long as you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, retweet the uh, the pinned tweet at the top, and you'll be in the mix for our $1,000 giveaway when we get to 1,000 uh, sub subs. Uh, but shout out to Jake Bowen Moss, who's been such a great running mate over here at CoolBet, and of course our friend Pat Gregoire, who has made this all possible. We're going to be getting to these World Cup matches. The last two games are on right now, but we do have odds for Netherlands USA. USA, a big underdog, plus 355. Uh, Netherlands, minus 103. The draw, plus 242. And tomorrow's match, Argentina, huge favorite against the Socceroos of Australia, minus 455 for Argentina and plus 1,500 for Australia. And part of the reason why I threw in that lock shop link is that we did a super mega week 13 preview. Normally, we kind of split it up between Friday and Saturday. I'm going to be traveling for the next 36 hours or so. So the best bets are there, and the partner parlay is there, and it's also up right now in the Cool Bet exclusives for anyone that's been jumping on our Doha double every day here from Qatar. Uh, that, unfortunately, is off the board as the, uh, the matchup's already started. Oh, I see Swiss. The Swiss are up one nothing against Serbia. That's a big result. We'll find out what that means from Rob in just a second. But thanks again to CoolBet. If you haven't played there before, use the promo code WST for a 100% bonus up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. Um, hey, got to thank Consolidated Supply, folks. We will have marbles at the end of this program. But next week, our Marbles Tournament of Champions begins. We're going to be doing 12 races over 12 days, qualifying people for the final race to finish up 2022 and the winner will win a pair of season tickets from our friends over at consolidated supply thanks so much to spicy and joe for jumping on board with this it's gonna be a real fun thing throughout the holidays and of course consolidated supply are ready for 2023 of course they're dominating the golf industry with irrigation both for golf courses but also for yours landscaping projects as well um, you've got artificial turf projects. If you're looking to make that beautiful putting green in the backyard, hot tubs, outdoor kitchens, and more. And of course, golf carts, including individual personal ones that maybe you might want to think about getting for your uh, next summer running around the, uh, the lot or your cottage property. Find out more on everything consolidated supply can do for you at cte.ca. Uh, and hey, we're still taking entries and nominations for our unsung hero with our friends at Wallace and Wallace. Of course, we've teamed up with Wallace and Wallace and Josh Morrissey supporting the dream factory. And we want to hear from you people making a difference 
difference in the community, whether it's through volunteering, those selfless extra hours at the community center, at the schools, at local charities, or maybe someone in your neighborhood that quietly goes about helping people in need without telling anyone about it. We want to hear about them. Send your email, nominate your unsung hero in your community at unsunghero at winnipegsportstalk.com. We'll draw one uh, one of our unsung heroes each month. They're going to get an autographed jersey from Josh Morrissey. And Wallace and Wallace is going to make a $500 donation to the Dream Factory in the nominee's name, as well as it will be matched by Josh and Margot Morrissey. So great stuff. And by the way, you can click on the links in the description for more on the Dream Factory. And maybe around this time of year might be a great way to uh, support them with a little bit of a donation as well. And hey, just before we get to Gailey, Vita Health, you know, Men's Health Month is over, but we should always be thinking about our health, folks. And Vita Health is the place with the best prices on natural or organic supplements, beauty products, and groceries, not to mention all the natural health products that are key to helping you relieve prostate issues, reduce stress, support mental focus from Canadian brands like Prairie Naturals, who donated a portion of sales to the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. And if you can't make it down to one of the stores, you can visit their new fully shoppable website to buy online, schedule a delivery, or in-store pickup. Vita Health Fresh Market, empowering people to lead healthy lives. Seven Winnipeg locations, including the newest store in Linden Ridge and online at myvita.ca. All right, finishing up the uh, the World Cup. And wow, 1-1 already. Serbia, Switzerland. Lots going on. Our guy, Rob Gale, joins us from beautiful NYC. Gailey, what is up? And uh, how have you enjoyed this tournament? I got to tell you, it's been an experience of a lifetime being here, attending the matches but I don't, I don't think you have to be there to just be stunned at the incredible drama this tournament continues to deliver on a daily basis. Yeah, spot on, mate. You're, you're there. There's nothing better than being there, right, and just soaking in the fan festival, the truly global nature of the World Cup, you know. When, when people give soccer or my football a hard time, you just have to look at this event, and it, it, it's truly the biggest sporting event on the planet and, and brings... All the drama. I mean, yesterday's games, Germany, Japan, at one stage, Germany and Spain headed out, you know, and, oh, man, there's just been so much, so much entertainment, upsets, great football, um, unbelievable goals, and I hope upon hope that FIFA is taking note for the future that you've got to have four teams in the group because if they went to three in in Canada, US and Mexico, it would be it'd be awful to miss out on the drama of these last days. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Well, we'll get to what's ahead. But of course, let's talk about Canada, first of all. And I was telling Remus and the folks watching that being in that uh, that stadium yesterday. I mean, I've been to a, I've watched the Jets on the road in the playoffs and I've been to big football games, uh, playoff games, uh, you know, like American football I've never been in a more intimidating atmosphere than that stadium <laughs> yesterday with the Moroccans taking over. I conservatively estimated it that it was about 10 to 1 Moroccans to Canadian fans. And I said earlier, I mean, I think even one Moroccan fan, just with their culture and the way they bring it, was far louder than a number of Canadians. Um, the, the stage was one thing, um, and that was the case throughout, but it really got ramped up yesterday. Um, they're, you know, kind of carrying the flag to the one Arabic team that is still in the event. 
Um, but I wanted your thoughts on Canada overall. I mean, I've seen a lot of takes, a lot of takes from people, frankly, that I don't think have any idea what they're talking about. <laughs> you do. Um, now that Canada's finished and will be coming back home after their return to the World Cup in, in 36 years, how do we uh, how do we judge the performance of the club um, overall um, and what this means going forward for our uh, men's national team? Yeah, I think you have to be realistic. We we talked at the start of the tournament, and I said it's going to be very, very difficult. We can play. We can compete. And I thought we would. And there was opportunity there to, to potentially get results. But unless you've been to tournaments, and anyone will tell you you've been to a tournament, the evolution of the England team is a good example, that never have got to those final rounds or have missed out. You need the experience. You need to know what it takes in these events. It's so very different, the media spotlight, the the sheer amount of interest, the pressure on the players, the, the level of opposition. Everything is heightened. So for our young group of players to go there and, and play as fearlessly as they did and really try and go at teams, um, some will call it naive, but look, if you're going to go down, for me, why not go down true to your principles and saying we'd rather do that than I think Poland went through and it was the most awful game I'd watched in that second game and they were just hanging on for dear life and it, it could have gone to going through not on yellow cards and they say, well, at least we were through, but how are you going to do that? What are you going to learn? What are you going to take from that? They're not winning the tournament. Um, so for me, I think there's so many more positives than there are negatives. Uh, I don't subscribe to a lot of the criticism that's gone their way and to individuals. I think it, it's unfairly labelled by people who have unrealistic expectations and, and don't understand how hard it is to get to a World Cup number one, especially from the CONCACAF region. And then once you're there, you know, it, it it's fine margins. We score that penalty against Belgium. That game could go a different way. And then the mindset going into Croatia, maybe you put an extra midfielder in. Maybe you retreat a little bit more. Everything changes on, on goals, momentum, results, other people's results. And look, there's a lot of bigger teams than us and mightier nations that are on the plane home as well. So I think we come back with our heads held high. Lessons to be learned for sure. Players, staff, everybody who've been there media will learn and we go again in 2026 and it's a big four years ahead to try and get to a point where we genuinely feel we can take some some points yeah you know i mean you bring up so many great points i mean as far as the you know progressing going to 2026 i mean from being there in the stadium it did seem like at a time like the moment I don't want to say it overwhelmed the team, but there were a few individual plays at times where you could tell that probably doesn't normally happen. I mean, even Borjan yesterday, I mean, that was probably the gaff of the tournament. And I mean, you can't be spotting world-class teams like this a goal. Um, and, you know, both in the Croatia game and at a point in the Morocco game, the team was seemingly overwhelmed. But especially, I mean, I have to say, I was so proud of the way that they battled back in the second half. And I still have no idea how that header that went off the crossbar didn't go in. Um, you know, we could have absolutely been talking like a tie game and talking with the Moroccan fans afterwards as happy as they were. They had to sweat that one out. Um, what are the benefits, Rob, from team and program building 
to be there to experience that, to maybe make some of the mistakes that often you would do the first time you're doing anything? And how can that help us over the next four years before we get back on the world stage? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Unbelievable lessons, right? It, it, until you've been, I went to two youth World Cups with Canada and it was so different. The the interviews, the the spectacles, the crowds, the attention on everybody, staff, players. It's a, it's a microscope. And times that by pick your number for the senior men's World Cup. It, it's just, there's no other sporting event like it um, in terms of viewership, in terms of participation, in terms of funding, generation of monies, all of those things. So they learn their lessons. And, and, and you come through games like that where, you know what, you feel like you're in quicksand. You can't breathe the heat. You know, everything is amplified because, you know, the expectation of and the eyes of the world are on you. But once you've lived it and you've seen it and you've experienced that as staff, as assistant coaches, medical staff, it's completely different. The noise in the stadiums, like you say, that intimidating atmosphere, it, it, it's amplified. So you, you come away with huge lessons. The staff will about preparation, about tactics, about in-game moments. And until you've lived it and walked a mile in that, you don't understand it. And you can't pass on lessons unless you've lived them, right? So, it, like, I think it was Kamal posted, no losses, just lessons. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the message going forward. Let's build on that. I think some of these players will come back and give to the program, Atiba, Boyan, um, Stephen Vittoria. They may get involved in coaching. They, they you know... John will have learned a ton of lessons from this. He'll be able to pass that on to the youth coaches who can then assimilate that down to the clubs. They know what it takes now to be at a World Cup. Number one, getting through qualifying. Number two, having been there. Now we've got to learn the lessons and hard lessons. And I think Canada soccer has to have a serious look at itself at how it's managed some things around this tournament and build on that and make sure we're even more prepared. Because I'll tell you what, as the host nation, you've seen Qatar this time. It's a lot more pressure on you, and we don't want to do what Qatar did here um, when it comes to Canada in 2026. Rob Gale with us talking World Cup 2022 here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. I'm, of course, in Qatar heading back uh, shortly, um, but we'll be paying attention to the rest of this tournament. And, man, we've had drama. The round of 16 shaping up to be incredible. As far as the group stage, was there a team or two that really stood out to you that were the um, uh, like the great stories on a positive side? I mean, for me, the Japanese, Rob, the fact that they lost to Costa Rica, which was a stunner, and managed to get through beating Germany and Spain right there. And I got to tell you, earlier today, if you didn't see it, the goal by the South Koreans against Portugal to go advance. I mean, that to me might've been the single moment, uh, the thrilling moment so far. Um, to me, those are the two teams that maybe overachieved or were the great stories, but was there a team that stands out right now that just looks better than everyone else? When you look at the way this is shaping up. Yeah. I'll tell you in the surprises, uh, you got to throw Australia in there as well. You know, Denmark, a season tournament professionals, not my favorite team to watch by any means, but um, I think Australia, with their resources and a number of high-level players, you know, for them to get out of that group, uh, Tunisia was no slouch either, you know. But, yeah, like you say, Japan and then Korea today was amazing. 
I think the African countries have shown up terrific. In terms of the top-level teams, you know, France look very, very strong. Brazil, nine players swapped today, and I think they're comfortably, you know, it's no goals. I've got it on in the room next door, but um, but they're they're ahead um, in uh, in the group and already qualified comfortably. I think what was disappointing a little bit was Spain, you know, um, Argentina. The teams had already gone through and kind of limped it in the next one. Portugal uh, again this morning, right? So. France have probably been the top team so far. I think Brazil would be there with me, um, for me. And then I'd say underneath that, you've got England, who seem to be just doing enough. Spain have the possibility, Portugal, Argentina. Be interesting with the Dutch against USA. I wouldn't write the USA out of that one either to cause a surprise. So but the biggest stories really have been the upsets rather than the top teams being absolutely dominant, I think. You know, you brought up uh, the Aussies, and uh, I got a chance. I went to the Aussie-Tunisia uh, game. And in some ways, it sort of reminded me of Canada-Morocco, although I will say the Moroccans were even – there was more of them, and it was even more intimidating. <laughs> but it was a – I mean, a hugely Tunisian crowd. And the Aussies scored early. They managed to maintain their composure. They won that game, and, of course, they – then won another one to make it through. But I had to wonder whether their previous experience <clears throat> compared to a team like Canada helped them in those biggest moments with everything on the line. And that's part of the reason why they're part of this final 16, albeit a big underdog. Yeah, I think it's a great comparison. And uh, one of uh, colleagues, I think it was Tommy Wilden, posted on Twitter uh, the history of Australian soccer and having beaten at a World Cup and then a gap before they went again. And the development of the A-League is very similar to what we've been doing in Canada. And I think you're right. There's some experience there. Um, they haven't got probably the Davies and the, and the, the Jonathan David, the extra talent that we had. But collectively as a team, they did what they needed to do to get through. Whereas we're, we were possibly a little more naive, like I said, uh, and went at teams and and really tried to you know prove a point and the Aussies a bit more wily a bit dug in a bit more rode their luck probably a bit more and and eked it out so I think there's something to be said for that and the experience gained and, and getting themselves through in the clutch when it counted you know and uh, credit to them and their coach who've been much maligned um it, it's it's great to see, and the celebrations at three a.m. in Australia was something else. It was oh. uh, it was beautiful to see. Well, my my sister lives there, and she was I uh, was texting her some photos when I was at their game, and then I got some from her <laughs> after they <laughs> won. That was uh, that was something else. And I mean, last night was the same thing. I mean, if you've seen what happened in Morocco on the streets there it's after they went through, that's um that's a celebration coming years in the making. Um, looking ahead to the round of sixteen. I'm just looking at these matchups right now. USA, big underdog against the Netherlands. Aussie, a huge underdog against Argentina. Poland, big underdog against France. Senegal, Japan, and Morocco. Of those teams I just mentioned, Rob, 
Who do you think has the best chance to maybe shock someone and get to the final eight? I'm going to say the USA. I don't think with Holland they're as good as people think they are. The one thing you know about the Dutch is they're not going to change their style uh, over the years, and they've typically imploded in the past. Um, so I, I, I think that could be the upset. I think USA could do it. They've got some some big time players, some young players that have really shown well in the tournament so far. Out of a, a challenging group, they they've been the class of Concacaf. So I'm going to go with their our neighbours, my uh, my fellow countrymen. Should I say as I'm down here now? I shouldn't say our neighbours to the south as I'm here, but um, that would be the ones for me. Australia, I think it'll be it'll be tough. I'd love to see it because uh, Argentina haven't been that impressive, but they've got some big time players who can get them through. And Senegal, I'm hoping they have no chance, but it'll be fun to see. <laughs> oh man, I got to tell you, I mean that those I went to the Senegal uh, Ecuador game um, where they were a big underdog. They ended up winning. They had to win it, and. I mean, as much as the Moroccan crowd was the most intimidating I've ever been a part of, the energy of the Senegalese, which was I not, I mean, the, the numbers wasn't close to what it was, but I mean, the singing and the dancing was 40 minutes before the game, Rob, it didn't ever stop until we walked out of the <laughs> and stadium. The, and the players warming up, you see their warm up where they go out and they dance and they clap and <laughs> that's a nation enjoying itself. There's something to be said for that too, right? And not going and fearing the occasion and just making the most of it and. Love to see it. Shame they're going to get beat by the English. <laughs> Rob, this has been so much fun. Uh, you know, obviously we still, I mean, it's over for Canada and we really appreciate you giving us your perspective on um, Canada's performance at the tournament and a look ahead, but hopefully we can maybe catch up in the next week or two as the tournament continues. I love these chats so much and uh, we and everyone here watching the program appreciates your insight. Thanks for doing this and uh, we'll let you get back to the second half. I'm sure there's more drama await awaiting. Yeah, look forward to it, mate. Go and get yourself a beer. <laughs> Once I get out of Qatar, for sure. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Uh, there it is, Rob Gale, a longtime uh, coach with Soccer Canada and the uh, national junior team, as he mentioned, two World Cups. And uh, we are incredibly privileged to have his insight and time, uh, especially during the game with us here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. All right, um, coming up, Ken Weave. We're getting back to the Jets. Patrick Line is back in town. Jets, two big games this weekend at home, tonight against Columbus, Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, and, hey, I got to welcome back our friends at Manitoba Battery. Um, it's wintertime, folks. Yeah, it's here, unfortunately. No one likes to talk about it, but we need to because as the cold weather hits, you're going to want your car and need your car to start every time. And that's where Donnie and Manitoba Battery comes in. If you're not sure you need a new battery, head on down there to 20, uh, 1026 Logan and let their great staff test your battery and help you figure out whether it's time to replace it or not. If you already know it is time for a new battery, then save time and money by letting Manitoba Battery deliver the battery right to your door. You can order online or by phone, and they'll have that battery to you the same day as long as you, lay, you let them know by 3 p.m. It's that simple. There's only one place where you can buy a battery from the comfort of your home and save money while you do it, and that is Manitoba Battery. And, of course, batteries for literally everything. The best prices in town, 1026 Logan. Find them online at manitobabattery.com. All right, well, with Ken coming up in just a couple of minutes, 
we uh, have to mention our why not question of the day for not autocorp once again and that is thoughts on the patrick line trade at this point heading in with where the jets are where the Columbus Blue Jackets are, but also the contractual situations of both Line A and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Hit us up in the comments of the YouTube channel or, of course, the chat. And uh, why not get into a, a beautiful new ride at a great price with the help of the Knot team? If you are thinking about a new whip or upgrading your present one, uh, the place to start any search is not Autocorp. Check out the amazing vehicles that they've got on the lot. Of course, if you're looking to move on from your current car, they've got an award-winning consignment program as well to take all the details and all the work out of getting the best possible price for your car. And if there's a particular make and model that you're looking for, they'll source it, find it for you, get you into it at the best possible price. And hey, speaking of winter being here, you got your winter tires yet? If not, what the heck are you waiting for? It's an absolute game changer. And and uh, Not Auto Corp has winter tire specials and the MPI payment plan. So why not get safe winter tires and pay later with not Autocorp, Waverly and McGilvery. And of course, you can check them online at not.ca. But with Canada out of the World Cup, holy smokes, the Swiss have just scored again. It's 2 2. And I had the under. Damn. Um, we've, uh, you might be moving on to maybe uh, an ancestral team or another team that you're supporting. Um, they've got thousands of pieces of World Cup merchandise, including the best selection of Canada gear anywhere, um, which I would suggest will be great when we have the women playing in Australia and the women's world cup coming forth. Uh, but right now, whether it's, well, you don't, you don't need Germany because they're out, but uh, England, Portugal, Argentina, all the top teams down at Royal sports. And it's not just world cup, the best selection around of Winnipeg jets, merchandise jerseys and more the new retro reverser there just in time for Christmas bomber gear, NFL, Everything you need for uh, to uh, take care of the sports fan in your life for the uh, holiday list. And, of course, when it comes to hockey, the greatest, biggest, most packed hockey superstore in the province is Royal Sports 750 Pemina Highway. And, of course, you can find them on Instagram at Royal Sports Pemina. Great time to check their stories and give them a follow for the latest merchandise drops and sale information. By the way, if you like Yeti merchandise, they've got a massive Yeti selection which is another great holiday gift if you're thinking about uh, filling, uh, taking care of some folks in your life and you're wondering what the heck you should get them. And I'll tell you what, Andrew and the gang at F Apparel have been our uh, go-to guys uh, for wardrobe. Uh, I've worn the suit, actually got up to the press box just because I had a great suit to do it. Um, And listen, their custom suits begin at just $400, but they've also got some great holiday deals coming up. Um, holiday gift cards is an amazing, amazing uh, a gift for the guy in your life that might be looking to upgrade the wardrobe. And uh, you're going to get a 15% cash gift, uh, cash bonus on gift card purchases, and they can be made online. So if you buy a $100 gift card, you get $115. It applies in store or you can simply buy it without even leaving the comfort of your own home online at F, that's EPHapparel.com. And of course, if you're thinking about a wedding or involved in a wedding next year, he's still doing the uh, this special right up until it ends before Boxing Day, though. Free dress shirt for each suit with your wedding party of four or more people. 
That promo ends before Boxing Day. And, of course, if you do get a wedding party, uh, you'll get a nice discount as well when the entire uh, uh, gang gets their suits over at F. And, hey, for grads, people already thinking about grad next year, get a free shirt and tie with any grad suit order for 2023. F Apparel, 190 Smith Street downtown. You can find out everything they've got going on and buy gift cards with that 15% bonus online at fephapparel.com. All right, I'm going to be able to stick around for a few more minutes and then hand it over to Remo to take us home. But uh, let's bring in our guy, Ken Weeb from Sportsnet. It's been a minute since I've had a chance to talk to Ken. Ken, how are you? It's great. You're looking like a million U.S. tax-free as always. What uh, What's going on? Great to be with you. Uh, yes, I had a nice chat with Patrick Liney about joining the Bald Brotherhood today. So we've had a we'd have, we've had a fun start to the day. So it's been good. Yeah, can we just talk about that right off the bat? Sure. I saw the tweet from a couple people around, and uh, he's gone to the wood and uh, basically said that he was inspired by your look during his time here in Winnipeg. Well, you know, Huss, it's uh, it's good to be an inspiration to some. And uh, as we <laughs> talked about in the media room after. Uh, uh, Patrick wished he had my hair, and I wished I had his shot. Uh, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, a great human being. I know it was uh, certainly done in jest, but uh, uh, always good to see Patrick uh, with the G. I think he was a little bit more uh, subdued today, I think, uh, than the last time when he rolled through town. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting time. I mean, Patrick obviously got off to a great start and then got hurt right away and then has been hurt again, so... Uh, he's been a little bit frustrated with the uh, inability to stay healthy. Uh, but overall, I mean, again, he's he's having a lot of fun. He told us last year when he was here, being in Columbus has allowed him to kind of bring out his personality a little bit more. And I think that personality was still on display a little bit today. Uh, he did, uh, you know, he said it wasn't really the same as coming back for the first time. He said he hadn't uh, hadn't been paying attention to what the Jets have been doing and uh, needed to do a better job of keeping in touch with his pal Nikolai Ehlers, who I guess they've been a support network for one another, both going through some injuries here. But uh, yes, Patrick, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. Uh, Patrick is probably going to be, uh, he's been wearing a little bit flashier suit than I will tonight, but I'm going to do my best to, uh, to have a good suit game uh, with Patrick rolling into town. Cause you know, he'll, he, he always is ready for those, those types of things. Ken, there's nothing I want more in 2023 than for you to maybe talk to Patrick stylist <laughs> and get into, get in a few of those fits. Well, I, I need to get, uh, he's been rocking some very good backpacks also. I need to, I need to you know my normal, uh, you know, the, the all dark backpack could be, uh, I need, I could use a little bit of flair on my backpack. That's where I'm going to, uh, it's where I'm going to be looking, looking to upgrade my, uh, my, uh, style game for sure. <laughs> hey, listen, before we get to the weekend, sure. um, and I know Michael's been talking about this the last couple of days who hasn't been, um, but just want to get your take on the five nothing win over the Colorado Avalanche earlier this week, as uh, well as sort of the vibe around the team coming out of that game in preparation for two teams. Let's face it, are on the other end of the spectrum from where the Colorado Avalanche are in Columbus and Anaheim, who are coming to town this weekend. Yeah, it's super interesting, Huss. I mean, obviously, we have to take in. Yes, the Jets are also dealing with some significant injuries as well to their forward group, specifically to Ehlers, as I mentioned. But I mean, that was. More Colorado Eagles than Colorado Avalanche uh, on Wednesday, but at the same Come time, Je- what no, do you no, mean? Hus, Hus, their second line was Andrew Cogliano, JT Comfer, and Logan O'Connor. I mean, that's their fourth line. So uh, up front, they were missing some significant. So are the Jets. The Jets were excellent in the last uh, 40 minutes, I would say, Hus. 
Uh, I know the shot volume. I mean, people will say, oh, well, the shot volume is way too high, 40 shots. To me, I didn't think the Jets' structure was that bad in giving up 40 shots. That was Connor the easiest 40-shot shutout Connor exactly. Hellebuck will ever have. I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. And I think yeah. that's a that is a you know, that's a compliment to the structure the Jets played in. What I loved, Huss, I loved what Rick Bonus said about, you know, we were giving them too much respect in the first period when they were kind of on their heels a little bit. I think it'll make them worry about us. I love that commentary. I think the Jets, you know, Pierre Luc Dubois used the word empowering. Uh, I love that part about it as well. Uh, I think they didn't awesome job of keeping Kale McCarr under wraps, Huss. I mean, he didn't have that many glorious chances. So I think it was, a, it, I'm agree, I agree with you. I mean, Connor Hellebuck uh, so rock solid, don't get me wrong, but he didn't have to be great in that game. And that is the ultimate compliment when you can beat a team 5 nothing, and they still didn't let off the gas, right? That could be one of those games where, you know, you could start cheating for point night, you could start forgetting that maybe your goalie has a shutout going, you maybe let up a little bit defensively. Jets didn't do that, nor were they under siege as the Avalanche tried to get going. And the Avalanche went out and took it, took out their frustrations on the Buffalo Sabres with the Nathan McKinnon five-pointer. But to me, Huss, it's interesting. I, like you, thought it was more of a statement type of victory. Blake Wheeler absolutely dismissed that. He's like, yeah, you know what, whatever. I, I love the act Rick like Bonus you've been- didn't. No, I understand. No, no, you're right. But I, I liked the act like you've been there before vibe that I got from the players. But I'm with you. Rick Bonus said that was this was not just a blase game at the end of a month where the Jets went seven and three. They want teams to start noticing about them. You want teams to start noticing about you. You better start beating teams like the Stanley Cup champions by a sizable margin. That's exactly what they did. It's an interesting three-way chase for first in the central. And I think, you know, full marks to, for the Jets. They were a little bit, like I said, I wouldn't say sluggish in the first, but a little bit tentative in the first, and then they elevated their game. It was an impressive victory for sure. Um, I, I want to see those two teams uh, in March and April, though, Huss. I mean, that the Jets have put down a nice block. The foundation We talked about the foundation early on in the year. The foundation is starting to set pretty well for the Winnipeg Jets. Now it's about showing what you're going to get, going to have uh, on the docket during these next 20 games as they get to the midway point. We know Rick Bonus talked about it today, 16 games in 30 days. And yes, I understand folks don't want to hear about the schedule or anything like that, but 16 days, 16 games in 30 days is going to be a really good test for this group uh, in terms of showing what they're made of and trying to build on that what looks like sustainable success. You know, um, I think it was Kelly Moore um, over at OB brought this up today. And I mean, I knew that the splits were better at home, but I mean, listening, just kind of hearing it out loud, the goals against from home to the road. And we know a couple of the rougher games have been on the road, and that's why it's in excess. But 1.6 goals against at home is, I mean, listen, that's probably right up at the top of the league right now, Ken. And, um, you know, we talked about the foundation. I mean, it is, I still sort of pinch myself, to be honest, that we're a quarter way into the season. And everything that Rick Bonus has done and preached the buy-in of the club where we're talking about a 5 nothing win over a Colorado Avalanche team. And the numbers, I mean, defensively, obviously starting with the Jets' best player, number 37 in net, has been um, probably more than anyone could have expected up until this point. But thoughts on just the strong play at home, which brings us to the challenge of two teams that 
you know, to their credit, they have taken care of teams well below them in the standings and huge opportunity to continue this role tonight and Sunday against the Jackets and Ducks. Yeah, it's interesting, Gus. I mean, there haven't been that many seasons where home ice advantage has been a big advantage for the Jets. You know, yes, it was in 17-18 and parts of 18-19, but that's one thing we've always wondered. Why why aren't the Jets better? I mean, all we heard, oh, the fans are right on top of you and everything else. How come they hadn't played better over a long stretch of time? So that's an important thing. You've got to be good in your division, Huss, and you have to be really good on home ice. Yes, there are times when teams can flourish on the road, but it's tougher. So when you have control of the matchups, you need to take control of the matchups. I mean, my colleague, Elliot Friedman, talked about it this week on 32 Thoughts and with Jeff Merrick. I mean, he saw it as a master class of usage the other night, Huss. You mean the Lowry line? You know, analytically, they didn't do a great job against Nathan McKinnon. Well, guess what? Skilled players are going to get their shots off, but I thought that line actually did a pretty pretty good job against them. And what it also did was allow Mark Shifley and Pierre-Luc Dubois, those two lines, to get really beneficial matchups deeper into the lineup for the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, that's part of the deal. I mean, when you're going up, you know, your third line sometimes is going to struggle when it comes to shot suppression against a guy like Nathan McKinnon. But the Jets have done a good job of getting their matchups, allowing their defense pairings to flourish in those surroundings and in those situations. And I'm with you. I mean, the Jets have been excellent at home. They've been better defensively. But I'm with you. I mean, sample size, let's check out the numbers at the halfway point. Uh, Obviously, they've built a very good base, and they have done an excellent job. But again, let's see where things are at as we move forward. But man, if you're a fan of the Winnipeg Jets, you're thrilled because – not a lot of people saw this coming. They saw marginal improvement, but it's been dramatic improvement. But I think the thing that you know almost goes back to what you asked me before, us the vibe around the team is that they're happy with where they are, but they're not about to get complacent. Yes, they have put down some important building blocks. They think they can get even better. Their second 10 games compared to the first, much faster, and they feel they can get even better when it comes to structure, puck management, defending they obviously think the power play can get much better the penalty kill has been much improved but the power play hasn't been there the way we expected obviously they're missing some key personnel with Ehlers on that first unit but there have been some flashes you know against the Chicago Blackhawks the other night you saw the goal from Wheeler on the power play Uh, I'm seeing that unit get better looks and if they can get it it's funny us they haven't really had everything going at the same time Having said that, they aren't being reliant on one line. They've been a very balanced hockey club. Yes, you can always get more from the bottom six, but their defensemen are in a good place with those 11 goals through 21 games. They're getting complimentary scoring, and their stars have been playing like superstars, not just stars. And that's one of the big reasons why the Jets are where they are. And it's one of the reasons they're in a position to go toe-to-toe and, dare I say, take advantage of teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets and Anaheim Ducks who are much more in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes than they are in the playoff mix right now. You know, uh, uh, Kenny, and um, I'll, I'll just want to plug this. Uh, and I'll let Remo talk about Cole Perfetti in particular, that line now with Wheeler and Shifley and the performance of Josh Morrissey so far this season, um, because I want to get to the trade just quickly with you before I got to run. But uh, for folks, if you missed yesterday's program, uh, I had a chance to sit down with Cole Perfetti, extended interview. It was 
I mean, it it blew me away some of the uh, the insight that he had, and it was so much fun to to talk to him and get the uh, get some insight from him about this rookie season, what's working well, some of the lessons that he's learned, and in particular how he's been helped by teammates and Rick Bonus in good times and bad. If you missed it so far, it's up on the YouTube channel right now. Certainly suggest any Jet fan. With interest in Cole Perfetti, check that out. Um, Ken, before I turn it over to Remo and you guys can take it home, uh, Patrick Line is back. Uh, I hit the why not question of the day so far earlier today. We've been hearing from people in the chat and in the comments. How do you view the trade today uh, as we sit here at the beginning of December in 2022? Columbus, Jack Rosovic, Patrick Line for Pierre Luc Dubois and the uh, and that third round pick. Well, Huss, it's uh, it's interesting, and yeah, I mean, Perfetti just mature beyond his years. We'll get into that later, but uh, it's interesting, Huss. Obviously, Dubois is off to a incredible start this year. Uh, I would say the one, you know, obviously, in terms of production, it's starting to get more evenly balanced uh, compared to what it was like in the early days when actually Rosovic was the most productive of the three. Uh, one area where I'd still have to give the edge to Columbus, Huss, is in terms of. Uh, contract extension uh, right now with du- or, you know, Dubois being on a one-year deal and essentially one year away from unrestricted free agency. Uh, there's still a bit of a question mark revolving around his future. Uh, I would say that he's flourishing under Rick Bonus, and that should certainly help the process. Uh, but right now, Jarmo Kekalainen has the advantage in terms of having Patrick Line extended on that four-year deal. Um, you know, could be stroke of luck obviously we thought the columbus would be a little bit further advanced they've been ravaged by injuries if they get connor bedard now all of a sudden what impact is that going to have in bringing number one center to the columbus blue jackets in terms of elevating patrick line's production provided he can stay healthy right now pierre luc dubois is playing like a number one center that's why he was acquired that's why the assets the were given to acquire him uh, right now, Jack Rosovic is in a bit of a tailspin, a uh, bit of a funk. He still is, I think, you know, he's been bouncing in that middle six between second and third lines. His production is not at a very good place. He's been a little bit inconsistent. So right now, this year, Haas Dubois is, you know, I would almost, you, know, you could say head and shoulders above the rest because line has been so limited in terms of the injury. But the bigger piece, Huss, is the future piece. Yeah. And if Dubois is not here, what do the Jets turn Dubois into? And that's a conversation that uh, no Jets fan really is all that interested in having right now because of how well he's playing in becoming a point-of-game player with high engagement, with the ability to be among the league leaders and penalties drawn. So, um, again, I'm not trying to punt or defer, but the fact of the matter is us, we, we won't fully be able to you know, rate or grade the trade until we know what the future holds for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like I said, right now, I would say in the early stage, in the first year, it was clearly Columbus. In the second year, I think, you know, you could probably say Dubois had a great year last year. He probably inched ahead. And this year, Dubois is clearly ahead in terms of production. But the future piece is probably, quite frankly, the most important piece. Uh, You know, I would say the only caveat in that conversation would be if Pierre-Luc Dubois can deliver a championship this year, then maybe the Jets fans won't care about, at, sorry, not won't care is not the right way to say it. That, that future piece becomes 
less relevant if the Jets somehow put a banner up this this spring or summer. But until we know what the future of Pierre-Luc Dubois is, I can't fully say, you know, Kevin Dayoff won this trade hands down because I just don't think... I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I mean, I kind of think right now it's in Chevy's hands. Um, and, and listen, I think with the way the team is playing... Mm-hmm. The fact that they're winning games, Dubois playing well. I, I I didn't take what happened last year as an unequivocal. I am out. Um, I, Me I, mean, I think. Listen, anyone, and I've said this a million times on this program, with how poorly the the year went last year for this hockey club, who, who in their right mind would have been saying, "Yeah, <laughs> give me eight years." Um, give me I, eight I think years of this, Huss. Not even give me eight years. <laughs> give me eight years of misery. <laughs> Which is what the Jets felt last year. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's up. It, it will be up to Shevel Dayoff. And, I mean, this is a legacy trade for him as a general manager. And, um, you know, if it does come to it that they're unable to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois, it'll be what that turns into. Um, and if they can continue to win and it can help them, then, you know, I think we have a conversation going forward. There is a romanticism with many people, myself included. We love Patrick Lina. We remember what he did, 44 goals, that incredible rookie season, all of those things that made it that much harder to see him leave. Um, but with what Dubois is doing right now, it's hard to argue that this Jets team probably isn't in a better situation right now to win hockey games. But you're exactly right. When you're talking about training young players, high picks, potential franchise players like that, um, you know, you really do have to see the way things work out long term. And Columbus has done a great job of getting his name on a contract for another four years. What happens with Pierre-Luc Dubois? Only time will tell. Kenny, I know you guys got some more to talk about with these games coming up this weekend. I got to jump on a plane for the start of an incredibly long day and a half of travel back here. So uh, I'm going to get Remus back in here to uh, to finish her up. Right on. And how did you enjoy your, I mean, Huss, I know this is something you've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, how did it measure up? Again, you know, results notwithstanding, uh, how did it measure up to what you were anticipating? To be perfectly honest with you, trip of a lifetime. Uh, it was, I mean, this experience, I will never forget. I'll be talking about it forever. It has made me appreciate, um, well, first of all, soccer and what the World Cup is that much more. I mean, you know, I was really geeked about the qualifying and I was watching all of the games and I was disappointed not to get out to Edmonton for them. Um, but it is almost life-changing to be a part of what this event is, um, to see these incredible players, to watch it live. Um, it's something that, I mean, as a sports fan and someone that follows all sports for the most part, um, I'll be paying far more attention probably to the premier league and other things like that. But, uh, and the other thing is just meeting people from around the world, the cultures, the cultures of sports fandom, which of course, you know, I am is something that I will take away from this. And, uh, I, I don't have enough time to talk about all the incredible things that I'll take away from it. Luckily we've got two hours a day to talk about it on Winnipeg sports talk. And obviously when we catch up, when I'm back over the holidays. So, uh, Weber, thanks so much for doing this. I'm going to turn it over to Remo folks. Thanks Safe so much for uh, following, uh, throughout the trip and, uh, more WSTs. We continue marbles and, uh, Jesse Pollock and hacksaw and more with Weber right now. Remo, I'll talk to you uh, on Monday when I get back. 
Same yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking over the weekend at some point, Huss. Have a safe, uh, have a safe trip to home. Uh, good luck with that 14-hour flight, right? <laughs> yeah, you got it. And hey, thanks again to everyone for all the feedback on everything we've done. Really appreciate it. And a huge thanks to our friends at Coolbet for making this happen. Fellas, I'll see you back in the peg. Enjoy these games this weekend tonight. Cannot wait for Monday with uh, you-know-who coming back on Tuesday. Take care, guys. Yeah, see you, Huss. Cheers, my man. All right, Ken, now we can get to the real topics that were... No, just kidding. We'll, we'll continue the conversation here uh, on the Jets. Just on that Dubois comment, um, you know, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, Rupe Hintz signs the big extension with right. Dallas. You think he could be a comparable? Uh, he got eight years and what is it, 8.65... 8.45 million AAV. I did see Pierre Lebrun noting in his column today in The Athletic... You know, they haven't really got, there's no negotiations to be had with Dubois now, right at this point anyways, but I wonder what that means for him uh, going forward. Yeah, Remo, it's a, it's a, it's a target or a barometer for many uh, of those free agents. I think you got Dylan Larkin, Bo Horvat, guys like that are also looking for new deals, but more, those guys are more pressing because they're pending UFAs not a year out. Uh, you can't really get a new deal with Dubois until January anyway. Uh, I think it is a good watermark, but I also would say, Remo, it's important to remember Texas uh, tax-free state. So uh, that 8.45 goes a little bit further. Uh, so, I mean, if you're if you're the one doing the negotiating for Pierre-Luc Dubois, I'm guessing that would be something that is under consideration. Uh, in terms of production, I mean, Ropa Hintz had 37 goals last year, right? So and he currently plays on the best line in hockey. Uh, so, and, and and the other part of that too is Rick Bonus has... Uh, you know, so aptly pointed out this year on numerous occasions, uh, Ropa hints in terms of also adding to his production, he is a Selkie type of player who should be garnering consideration for his defensive game as well. So I do think it is a comparable, um, you know, is purely Dubois long-term extension going to start with an eight or a number higher uh, that I don't, the crystal ball still remains a bit cloudy on that one, but I would say, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at some of the guys who have signed, Nick Suzuki, in terms of his deal, I would say it's it's in that range. Um, I don't think it will be lower than that range. But again, there's a, it's a long season ahead. But I do think that Pierre-Luc Dubois put together uh, another great season or a great quarter of the season to bolster his chances. I mean, let's not forget last year, Dubois was at a point-a-game rate earlier on in the season. And that rate you know, dipped, not dramatically, but slightly. And again, the difference between being a 60-point player and an 80-point player uh, is, a, you know, not necessarily a decimal point, but it's, you know, that's the difference between it being a 7 or a 9, I guess, if you will, or meeting somewhere in the middle, as we mentioned with Rope Hintz. But uh, I would say that Pierre-Luc Dubois has had a fantastic start, Remo. And, you know, I wrote this in my quarter-point uh, piece the other day. For all the people who thought that, Pierre-Luc Dubois would not be engaged this season or that he had his mind on being a member of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I think it's pretty sure we can put that those concerns to bed. Uh, no matter what happens in the future, he has shown up ready to play, which is what I anticipated from him fully. Uh, he's been very engaged. He's had a couple off nights. He's been the first person to point the finger at himself. He reinforced his beliefs today. He's always going to be a player who at wants more from himself. And, you know, when you hold yourself to a high standard in terms of accountability, often you get pretty high results. Yeah, Dubois having a career year, as you said, for points per game. He's 20 and 21. I mean, so many Jets are having highs. Uh, Josh Morrissey, you know, Wheeler's 
turn back clock Hellbuck. It's pretty incredible. Um, I want to ask you about the lines tonight. Uh, Morgan Barron got moved up with that top. Well, I don't know who the top. I actually don't even know who the top line is. Uh, it's just it's A and B, Remo. It's all good. It's all got, good. We don't have to. We don't have to get into a numbers game yeah. there. That's a, that's a one A and a one B, and you can flip flop them in terms of who's who's he, one or two. He got moved into the uh, you know top six there with Connor and Dubois. How do you see Barron uh, fitting in? And is he a long term fit? as uh, we wait for Nikolai Ehlers to return. Yeah, Remo, I don't know if there's any long-term fits. Uh, I know they want to give him an opportunity there. He is playing his offside. We also have to remember that in the third period, he wasn't in that job. In the third period, it was back to Axel Janssen-Fialbi for a good chunk of the game the other night. So uh, I think he could be a good fit. And again, that wasn't a demotion for Barron. I guess they just wanted to put him in. You know, he had played much in the You know, he missed 10 games, played one. That was the second game back. I thought his pace was pretty good, but I mean, you know, it was a it was a tall ask for him uh, to be in that. Like I said, it was similar to me. Totally different players, Remo. Same thing as what I said to you, to you and Huss about Sam Gagne. Sam Gagne does a lot of things well that allows him to play on that top line, but to ask him to play twenty minutes a night and have to play at that pace, it's a big ask. Now again, Baron is a better skater than Sam Gagne. Doesn't have the same number of miles on the good old odometer. I do think he does a lot of things that would fit with that line in terms of pucks retrievals, getting in on the forecheck, uh, things of that nature, you know, being a big body. Uh, in terms of long-term fit, that's going to be up to Morgan to determine, uh, to be quite frank. But uh, one thing we know about the line combinations is that uh, Rick Bonus isn't afraid to make uh, subtle adjustments. Axel Janssen-Fialbi, who I just mentioned, was on the top line for the third period the other night and had some top six time on the weekend, is a healthy scratch today. So... That tells you where things are at in terms of the Jets' depth up front. And again, I'm not criticizing the move at all. I think it's, in some ways, it's a smart move. Uh, you know, you have a healthy competition among the group. Uh, I don't, you know, the Blue Jackets with the injuries they have aren't, you know, a blazing speed type of team. Like probably suits Sam Gagne's game to get in the lineup, uh, back in the lineup. They don't want him sitting too long. I think Gagne will be with Gustafson uh, and possibly Sacramento but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, they didn't do line rushes today, Remo. I don't know if it's going to be back to Asamont, Lowry, and Harkins, or if Menelainen will stay with Lowry. So a bit of a question going into the game in terms of where things are at on that bottom six. But yeah, I do think that Baron fits on that line uh, with Dubois and Connor. And obviously, I mean, as Huss was talking about before he departed, uh, for the for the uh, long travel, I mean, Perfetti just is fitting like a glove right now uh, with Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler. But you know, it wasn't always easy. You know, Cole Perfetti's just a couple a week removed, uh, you know, week and change removed from being sat down for a good chunk of the third period when Rick Bonus didn't like the slashing minor he took and didn't like the pace he was playing with. But that's a testament to two things: testament to a how Perfetti handled the disappointment. And B, Cole Perfetti talked about it both with you guys and with the local media yesterday as well, or Thursday as well, in terms of how Rick Bonus explained it to him and how he still said, don't look at this as a loss in confidence. I have full confidence in you, but this is what I need, and this is how I need you to get to that place. So uh, it's twofold. I mean, if a player is obviously going to be ticked off if he's benched or sees his ice time or role reduced, up to the coach to explain what was lacking, what is what is required, and what that standard is. And you've seen Perfetti respond exactly how Rick Bonus would want any young player to respond 
And not only that, he responded, you know, with vigor. He responded by making one of the, you know, smartest IQ passes uh, to Blake Wheeler for the second of his third three goals, as we've seen in quite some time. You could tell by the reaction of Wheeler just how blown away he was by the fact that not only did Perfetti see him as he picked up the puck as the trailer, but as he continued to go wide around the defenseman and dropped it into a perfect place where only he could get it. I mean, which pass was better? Uh, was it that one or was it the one-touch spinorama pass for the third goal? Uh, you know, they're both highlight reel passes from Perfetti, and he had a number of chances uh, to score on the, on the road as well. I mean, he's looked pretty for good. Sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, I no, will... I... I think the better, I mean, again, that nice pass for definitely a good pass on the Patrick goal, but to me, it's the, the vision and being able to, to pick up the trailer when he never looked up to see him out. And as soon as Shifley got it to him, I think there was a little bit of a view on the peripheral. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that that's just a high end hockey player right there. And those are the kind of plays you're going to see in abundance from Cole Perfetti as he gets more and more comfortable at this level. I mean, you know, that's the way you know, there's obviously going to be growing pains. He's a young player. He's still a rookie, but he is taking advantage of those lessons and he's applying them and he's doing everything that he can to be an impactful player on as many nights as he can. And it's all about consistency at that age and that experience level. Yeah. And uh, you referenced the interview Hustler did with Cole Perfetti. We played on yesterday's podcast. You can check the description for the time code or check out our YouTube channel. I posted it as a uh, standalone uh, standalone video. We got to wind down. We got hacks out some NFL notes coming up, but uh, you know, we're kind of looming in the background. There's Logan Stanley. He's, you know, coming on his way back from an injury. I'm not sure. Do you have an idea on the timeline is, and are they going to have to make some difficult roster decisions when he gets back? It's interesting, Remo. There hasn't really been a timeline given Rick Bonus said he needed some time. He's obviously had some practice time out of the non-contact uh, Jersey, but I, I don't know this for a fact, and I haven't asked yet, but I wonder if in this situation, just given how well the top six are playing and given the nature of the injury for Logan Stanley, uh, I wonder if a conditioning assignment might be a way to help get him up to speed uh, in terms of you know coming back from that kind of an injury to his foot uh, that would allow him, again, no player wants to go back to the American Hockey League when you become an NHL regular, but I wonder if that's a way for the Jets to help get him back up to game speed without just kind of tossing him in uh, against an NHL opponent. So that's something that we're going to kind of be monitoring as we move along here. But right now, Dylan Sandberg doing a nice job of establishing himself as the number six guy, if you will. And I would say that even Rick bonus referenced again today about the need to have Kyle Capabianco stay ready. So all to say, I don't think his return is imminent. Uh, having said that, we know the Jets value what Logan Stanley brings to the table and getting him ready and up to speed is a priority for them uh, in the coming days and weeks. But I wouldn't be shocked to see him go out on an AHL assignment uh, with the Manitoba Moose. But again, that's uh, you know that's me speculating. I have no inside information on that. I actually like that that plan. It does buy you some time because you, you may not be getting into the lineup right away. And uh, again, you don't really see um, NHL guys go down to the HL for a conditioning stint like you do maybe in baseball. And look, we saw uh, the Seattle Kraken use the conditioning stint as a bit of a loophole to get Shane Wright uh, some game action before he'll go to World Juniors. But uh, that would be that would be interesting. And I, you know, I'll do one more. Ken, uh, you mentioned the bottom six. Axel coming out for Gagne. I think we're in a bit of a rotation here, or is 
Is this a constantly changing uh, hierarchy? It reminds me of a bit of a, you know, another baseball. It's an outfield uh, rotation here. You know, Lowry and Gus stay in. It seems like the wingers kind of rotating in and out. Yeah, it's a good, uh, I don't think it's necessarily as much load management, even though, you know, for a guy like Sam Gagne closing in on a thousand games, I mean, it does make some sense for that load management element. Uh, I do think it is a healthy competition and it is an ongoing competition. I mean, uh, Mikey Asimov has done a great job of vaulting himself up the depth chart. Uh, but again, when you've only been in the NHL for fewer than 10 games, your spot is not cemented by a five game window. Uh, Jansen Harkins has done a nice job, you know, jumping up and down the lineup. Uh, he's playing with a lot more confidence since coming back from Manitoba Moose. Sacramento Linen had the two-goal game. We know he's valued on the penalty kill. But again, Axel Janssen Fialbi is a penalty killer as well. But the reason he can come out with some ease of transition is because Morgan Barron is another one of the penalty killers. So uh, I do see there being a bit of a rotation. I mean, there will be some nights where guys get games stacked upon one another. But, you know, that's a real – It's a, the competition is real. And don't get complacent if you're in the competition. Because if you do – the next guy behind you is going to bypass you. So, I mean, I think the Jets have done a nice job of keeping their guys fresh and ready when they've been called upon after sitting out. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be more of a, not necessarily platoon, uh, platoon-like, let's use your term there. Uh, I would say there will be a little bit of uh, inside baseball oh, on that as well. Yeah, a little platoon. I know you didn't use the term, but I, I, I'm helping you out with that one. I love that one. Well, Ken, great catching up, and I'm looking forward to catching your post game tonight uh, on the Kenny and Rennie channel. Search for Kenny and Rennie on YouTube or or you get podcasts. Always fun hanging out after a game, especially uh, Friday night while I'm folding my laundry, uh, listening to Kenny and Rennie. That's my that's one of my favorite pastimes. Okay, have a great weekend, my man. Uh, have a great chat with Axel, and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. I definitely will. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, there's Ken Weeb. Follow him on Twitter, Weebs world great stuff on the on the jets we'll touch on some nfl then we'll get back to the hockey uh we'll get back to the hockey with jesse pollock of far down but first hustlers got a couple messages here we go have to thank princess auto for their phenomenal support of winnipeg sports talk and of course bomber fans know princess auto was there for the blue and gold all year long and setting up the best pre-game atmosphere in the canadian football league at the princess auto tailgate zone Cannot wait to get back there next June. Of course, we'll be working with Princess Auto throughout the year, as well as focusing on some of the top curlers in the country and in the world right here from Manitoba, many of them on Team Princess Auto. And, of course, Princess Auto is the place where you'll find the best assortment and value of tools and equipment around everything you need to complete the projects on your list or start something new is at Princess Auto. Two Winnipeg locations, Panit Road, Portage Avenue West, and you can always shop online 24-7, 365 at princessauto.com. And also, I mean, hey, we're getting into the holidays and then we're talking about drinks and entertaining. Hey, one thing that everybody needs, water and water services. And the family-owned gang at Culligan have been the water experts for over 60 years here in the city and province. And they really do have everything. Water softeners, filters, bottled water coolers, drinking full home systems, drinking water systems, and of course, those jugs with the Culligan men taking them out to you anywhere in the city and surrounding area. Whatever your water needs, Culligan's got you covered. 1200 Sargent Avenue. You can give them a call at 694-5180 or check out what Culligan's got going online at drinkculligan.com. And well, it's very dry here, both in the air and um, 
in the uh, in the social areas. It certainly won't be as we get into the holidays and when you're entertaining and looking for the best Canadian whiskey. Everyone knows Canada's favorite is Canadian Club. Uh, not only a great sponsor of us, but also the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and what a great season that was and great to see so many people enjoying the Canadian Club and Ginger Ale, which was an incredibly popular selection at Bomber Games this season. But hey, just because the bomber season's over doesn't mean you can't pick it up. CC and Ginger available in six packs at your local beer store and pop by your local Manitoba Liquor Marts for all the great products from the Canadian Club family. Canadian Club, give them a follow on Instagram as well and shout out to everyone that sent us pictures of them enjoying the CC and Ginger throughout the bomber season. No problem. There is Hustler, does such a great job. He's on his way home now. He's got the long, uh, what, 14-hour flight. I'm not sure uh, how many Netflix shows or what he's going to be watching, but uh, I'm pumped to bring on Lee Axel Hamilton uh, for his NFL notebook. But firstly, you are in Southern California, and I know the Jets are playing the Blue Jackets tonight, but we're going to be seeing the Ducks here again on Sunday. It's been a bit of a rough season so far for the Ducks. Uh, there they are, the bottom of the Pacific division. Uh, what's going on with them this season? Mikey, nice to chat with you. Uh, yeah, hockey. I do cover hockey here a significant amount. I'm about the only one on the West coast in Southern California. There's so many teams. Like yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the Kings nine, eight game, I hadn't seen anything like that since I broadcast the world hockey association. <laughs> and I did a, I did a Cleveland Crusaders, Toronto Toros game that wound up nine, eight and, and Toronto was winning eight, one and let Cleveland back in the game and could never stop the bleeding. And that 9-8 game with Seattle was just just amazing. So uh, Kings have had a, a pretty decent start to the first third of the season. Uh, a lot of different guys are scoring goals. Uh, Rob Blake has got a bunch more kids at Ontario that they're shuttling back and forth, trying to get ready to be able to play night by night in the NHL. And, you know, it's a learning curve. But, they, you know, they're, they're really ahead of the curve in terms of their rebuilding. Uh, the ducks are are just buried, uh, and I'm not I'm not going to blame Pat Verbeek, the general manager. He inherited a roster of old players with high contracts. It took him a while to shed some of those guys, but at the end of the day, you still have to put a good product on the ice, and that has not happened. They can't score goals. Uh, they're in last place in the division. <clears throat> they're, they're averaging like 2.2 goals per game. Uh, the pressure they're putting on goaltender John Gibson is is hideous. He's looking at 39, 41, 48 shots per game. He can't stop everything. And they just don't score goals, and their power play doesn't score goals. And I feel really bad for Dallas Aikens because I think he's a good coach and he's a motivator, and I think he's a, he's a real intellect. But he's got no players. And they're force-feeding all their young kids, you know, whether it's Trevor Zegras, who's arrived, or Jamie Drysdale, who was playing well till they got badly hurt, uh, to uh, Mason McTavish, who's learning on the job. He's a big physical kid, but he's really, really young. But, you know, he's out there every third shift. And I think this is the blueprint that Pat Verbeek has. What, what's scary to me is that they have nothing with their American League team here in San Diego. The goals were in last place. And this is one of the most successful AHL franchises over the last eight to nine years, they don't have anybody who can score and they don't have any draft pick. So I, I don't know what the future of the Ducks is going to be like, how long it's going to take them now. They're not tanking, but they're going to wind up with a high lottery pick and maybe they're going to get one of the top two kids. They just need to continue to build. But well, when you're playing as many young guys, Mike, 
as, as uh, Dallas Aikens has to play in Anaheim, oh, it's tough. I, I, I don't know, they're 6-15-1, I think, right now, and just a massive struggle to score goals. I feel so bad for John Gibson because it's like a shooting gallery every night. And, you know, his, his goals against is over four. Think about that. And this guy's had a, a really, really good career, but he can't do it by himself. So that's your hockey updates. Kings are making progress. Ducks are a long way down the hill. Yeah, they'll be, and they'll be here a Saturday, or sorry, Sunday afternoon, take on the Jets. You know, the Jets, lucky Friday, Sunday, nice weekend. Uh, two teams both at the bottom of their division, the Blue Jacks and the Ducks. But we're here to talk NFL. I mean, which game are you most excited about this weekend, Hacksaw? you got Vikings, Jets. I'm sure a lot of people in chat pump for that. Titans, Eagles. Uh, we got Miami, 49ers. This, how about this one? Rematch of the AFC Championship game, Chiefs, Bengals. And uh, this one should have some fireworks. Raiders, Chargers as well. Uh, which one catches your eye of those five? Well, those are the top five games in the league. And we've come through, you know, when we started the season back in September, we had all those really fancy games at the start of the campaign. You said, wow, look at all these marquee games you've got to look at. And then we went through a real bad cycle where nobody wants to see the Detroit Lions play the Carolina Panthers. And we've had a whole bunch of those on, on primetime games and, this weekend, though, we bounce back with five. And I'll just I'll run through all of them. Minnesota, New York Jets, uh, the Vikings, they're not living on borrowed time. They've really earned this. They're nine and two. Nobody would have expected them to be nine and two. I think they got some holes in their defense. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, along with Justin Jefferson and Thielen, the tight ends they're developing, and Dalvin Cook, that's a pretty good combination offensively. I think Minnesota's got going to get involved in some big shootouts before this thing comes to an end, especially when we get to playoff time. But they're really good. You know, the Jets have had kind of a, a, a unique bounce-back season, and they've done it with controversy at quarterback with Zach Wilson getting hurt, they're not playing very well, and then benching him. And they've done it with virtually all their marquee guys in their offensive line out and hurt. Uh, I don't know that the Jets have enough firepower to hang in there with Minnesota, so I think the Vikes will go to 10-2 and two by Sunday night. Tennessee, Philadelphia. Uh, what's that phrase? Uh, irresistible force versus the immovable object? I want to know how Tennessee, which plays violent, tough, run the football football with Derrick Henry, how are they going to run the football against Philadelphia's defensive front? That's a big issue. And conversely, the Titans' defense is tough. It's, it's mean street tough. But that's Jalen Hurts coming to the line of scrimmage, and Philadelphia runs the football too. I think that's going to be a rock'em, sock'em, back-alley brawl game. I think Philadelphia wins because they might have a little bit more firepower. Tennessee, under Mike Vrabel, that's tough guy football, beyond a doubt. That's going to be a real old-time throwback game. Miami-San Francisco, two is having an unbelievable year. Uh, he's got 19 touchdowns. He's got three interceptions. They go play the 49ers. Garoppolo is in a contract year. He's got 16 touchdowns. He's got four interceptions. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, the tight end, Kittle. That's a pretty good collection of offensive firepower. And by the way, San Francisco's defense just wears you out. They're really tough. I think it's going to be a good game. Huge challenge for Tua to be able to move it. But if Tua hits big plays down the field, they get the lead. Then that, that causes, causes San Francisco to do what they don't like to do, become a throwing team all the time. So whoever gets out first in this one, I think, is is the one that's going to have a handle on this. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Bengals have really bounced back after the lousy start. Mahomes is just spectacular. Kansas City's offense is averaging 430 yards per game. Mahomes has got, uh, at this point, 
uh, I'm going to say 33 touchdown passes and 3,600 yards passing. And Joe Burrows has really bounced back, and they, they think Jamar Chase, the big play wide receiver, is going to be back for this game. It is in Cincinnati in the Queen City, but Kansas City doesn't care where they play. They're just going to give the ball to Mahomes and let him create. That could wind up being a high-scoring game. And the Chargers-Raiders game, it's a must-win game for the Chargers. They've just been beset by injuries. Uh, Justin Herbert has carried this thing. They got the quarterback. They got one running back. They've not had a semblance of big play wide receivers because of injuries, and they can't stop the run. They're right now, they have the worst run defense in modern-day NFL football. They're averaging 5.56 yards per carry defensively right now. And who's coming at them off the line of scrimmage? Josh Jacobs, leading rusher in the NFL, 1,300-plus yards rushing, coming off the 286-yard game last week, Mike. That's going to be a tough, tough challenge. Chargers have to win to stay in the hopes they can get a wild-card spot. If they do win, then maybe they set sell because they're going to play a real downgraded schedule at the back end. You know, they get the battered Rams. They get the no-offense Denver Broncos. So there's, there's still a chance for the Bolts to be there, but they can't afford – to lose and they're playing in Vegas and Vegas right now is on fire because Josh Jacobs has developed into a real tough guy running back. So that's going to be a huge game in the AFC West in terms of who moves on and who falls back of the pack. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, as a fantasy player, I was locked in on him on the injury report. Yeah. Didn't look injured at all. Uh, ripping off that uh, game winning run and uh, in overtime, or in fact, all game, uh, one game we didn't touch on uh, Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson returning as QB. Uh, Jacoby Brissett filled in pretty well, uh, but he gives away to Deshaun Watson, who's back. What do you make of uh, Watson making his uh, debut here with the Browns against his former team, the Texans? They won't like him in Houston, I'll guarantee that once upon a time, that was a pretty good franchise. That was that was Deshaun Watson. That was DeAndre Hopkins, and that was the big running back they had. And then they had J.J. Watt, and all those guys were gone. And they're just a putrid franchise right now. So there's going to be a lot of anger from whatever Texan fans are left. And Deshaun Watson shows up, and he becomes public enemy number one, I think, in every stadium in the league. I think the abuse he's going to get from fans is going to be really, really significant. And not everybody in the NFL agrees with what the Browns did when they got him. I mean, they traded three number one picks. Then they gave him a $230 million fully guaranteed contract, knowing he was going to face... Uh, a suspension. Well, the 11-game suspension is over, you know, but they're out of the playoff race. And so he'll play. Uh, To me, the sad part is they wasted another year of Nick Chubb's career. And that that might be the best running back in the National Football League. And they've just kind of pissed away the last two years of his career because they haven't put good stuff around him. And then Watson got himself suspended. So I, I have no doubt that Watson will make a pile more plays than Jacoby Brissett did. And he'll move the pocket, but boy, I'll tell you what, his life is going to be hard because he's going to he's going to be viewed in a very very critical eye from this day going forward. Because I'll guarantee you, you know, like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, you know, if I ask sports fans, give me your first reaction when I say that name, they'll say steroids. Well, if I say Deshaun Watson, what are they going to say? A seedy character, um, a despicable person. So not going to be easy for him even though he is he's back on the football field cleveland will bury houston because houston's a, a, a woe-be-gone team right now yeah I'm, you know i'd expect nick chubb to put up uh some heavy yardage against houston who can't stop anyone uh, on the ground or 
or through the air. Um, you know, speaking of a team that's uh, struggling here, Carolina Panthers has been a rough year. Uh, Matt Rule, uh, former coach, lashing out at them after being let go by. I mean, he did get a, get a nice payday uh, from them. Well, he got a payday, but now that payday's been offset because he was just hired this week as a head coach at Nebraska. So he's going back to the collegiate ranks. He's a good coach. He he didn't adjust to what the NFL is all about. And it was really hard. Now he's gotten critical of, of the ownership there. Uh, and he, he lashed out finally, finally opened his mouth after he got the Nebraska job and said, Hey, I was hired under the theory that we're going to go into a massive rebuild. And that rebuild is a four or five year plan and ownership agreed to that. And then he said, as they got to the middle of the second year, the pressure points increased, and suddenly David Tepper, the owner, he wanted to win immediately. We didn't have the quarterback because Sam Darnold had not panned out, then he got hurt, and then obviously Cam Newton failed, and, and he's out of football now, and they wound up with Baker Mayfield, and he struggled with the transition, and now they got Darnold back, and both Darnold and Mayfield become free agents. So Rule was very critical of the ownership of David Tepper saying he changed the whole game plan in the middle of our rebuilding things and we can't win yet. It takes three to four years to turn a roster and to fix everything. And then, of course, they traded Christian McCaffrey and uh, Robbie uh, Anderson and people like that. So it's just a disaster in Carolina. So Rule's leaving that behind. Now, we didn't get the payday because he took another job almost immediately and goes to Nebraska, and he's earning a big money. He got an eight-year contract uh, to take over the Cornhuskers job. A lot of that's going to be subtracted from what he was owned by the Carolina Panthers. So it was weird because he did a great job at Baylor, and we all thought this is going to be instant success because he's cut from a different cloth in terms of offense philosophy and didn't work out because you didn't have players and you didn't have quarterbacks. You can't win the league if you don't have one or don't have the other or don't have both, and he had neither. So bad situation, but he kind of hired a shot Across the country at Carolina's ownership this week. All right, last one here before we go. Odell Beckham Jr., he's doing the tour of teams, meeting with the Giants, uh, Bills, Cowboys. We saw him on social media last week getting escorted off of a plane. Uh, you know, where, where do you see him landing? Well, he's going to have his choice because the guy can still play as witnessed by what he showed mm -hmm. the second half of last season when the Rams drive to the Super Bowl. He was an integral part of everything. <laughs> he's not, excuse me, he's not working out for anybody. These three visits that he's made Thursday, Friday, and then on Monday, he's going to Dallas. Uh, today, he's in Buffalo. Yesterday, he was with the Giants. They're going to sign him, but, you know, his medicals, they all have access to his therapy and, and what he's doing in the post-surgery with the torn ligament. So I assume if everything checks out on his medicals, he's going to sign a contract pretty quick. He'll get a three-week window. Uh, to get on the field and practice, and then he'll be activated. So, I mean, he's not in game mode by any stretch. He's not going to come in and play a week from Sunday. So somebody will have a three-week window. So I think he's got to sign pretty quickly because there's only about five, six weeks left in the NFL season, and you want to get him up to snuff physically, game ready, to be able to stand what the pounding is like, and you want to give him a window to learn the playbook. So where does he go? Uh, Buffalo makes sense, but I don't know Buffalo's got a lot of cap money. Giants makes a lot of sense, but I, you know, the Giants are not a Super Bowl team. They're having a nice season. Mm. Dallas makes an absolute ton of sense, and they have about 10 million cap space. And Jerry Jones has no fear of doing something kind of out of the box. And OBJ might be out of the box. So I could see by the time I talk to you guys next week, he might might be in somebody's roster uh, with three weeks to get ready to play the back end of the season, postseason, and 
I think it's Dallas because Dallas has had so many injuries at wide receiver. All right, that's something uh, we'll be watching for. Maybe we can talk about it next week. Lee, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Great talking to NFL and also hockey. I mean, there's I'm amazed at the number of teams in proximity to you. You got uh, you got the Kings, Ducks, Rain, uh, Gulls, and now my favorite team, Coachella Valley uh, Firebirds, in their their first season. Yeah, and and you haven't even mentioned the Dodgers and the Angels, the Rams and the Chargers, yeah. the Lakers, and the Clippers. <laughs> it's always something to write and cover and pay attention to and make comments and opinions. Hey, listen, for all your uh, followers, uh, check my website out. It's LeeHacksawHamilton.com. It's an all-written website, a ton of stories right on it every day. And you can access the new podcast that we just started. We're kind of doing what you're doing this side of the border. Uh, just go to YouTube, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Uh, we do it weekly. I think you'll really enjoy it. Mikey, you're hitting 299 as a pinch hitter. That's not bad. Yeah, th- thanks so much. And yeah, definitely uh, check out Lee's website there and yeah type it in on youtube and you can subscribe to him just like you subscribe to us and check us out thanks again lee great talking to you thanks mike we'll talk to you next friday yeah talk to you next week there's lee axaw hamilton all right we're going back to the hockey jesse pollock of bar down coming up next but uh first hustler will uh you know has got a couple messages for you so i'll be right back have to thank Nick and Nikki, Nick and Nikki DQ for their great support of Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, hey, 12 months a year, the blizzard is always the most elite treat when it comes to ice cream. All those great blizzard flavors, including new ones coming all the time, are great. What you might not have tried is the incredible stack burgers. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? DQ's always been a sleeper when it comes to some of the best food in the fast food game. And the four Nick and Dicky DQs are ready to serve you. DQ Niverville, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park, and DQ St. Anne's. And hey, with the holidays coming up, parties, gatherings, and more, hit them up on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. They'll custom make the famous DQ ice cream cake however you like. And, uh, Get it ready for you for a quick and easy pickup at any of the four Nick and Nicky DQs. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, pretty dry here. They were selling Bud Zero in the uh, Fan Fest today, and I think that'll be the same case of the game tomorrow. So even more, I'm missing and appreciating the great support we have and the great product we have from Winnipeg's favorite local beer, Little Brown Jug. If you're getting ready for the game tomorrow, maybe taking the afternoon off for a hell of a sports day with Canada, Belgium at one and then Jets Wild at six. Take it to the next level and make it perfect with a case of 1919 or some of your other Little Brown Jug favorites. You can pop by, pick up Little Brown Jug at the brewery and tap room. Try them all, heck, down in uh, William Avenue. Check out the great merchandise as well with the holidays around the corner. And, of course, you can get the great taste of Little Brown Jug at your local beer store as well. And fine restaurants and bars will have Little Brown Jug 1919 on tap. Keep an eye out for that. And, of course, littlebrownjug.ca for citywide delivery as well. Every time you watch the National Football League at Boston Pizza, you'll have a chance to win their second grand prize of an incredible trip for two weekend in Vegas, including airfare, hotel, tickets to see the Raiders and 49ers, and the night before on New Year's Eve, Golden Knights and St. Louis Blues. Not to mention pizza flights, $5 beer specials. Always a great spot to watch the National Football League, and no better place to watch the Winnipeg Jets as well. Lots of great prizes being given in. You can spin the prize wheel. Many of the BPs do the pick a player promo. 
And um, you can also be entered to win a VIP experience for four at an upcoming Winnipeg Jets game. Watch the NFL and the Winnipeg Jets and enter to win <clears throat> at your local Boston Pizza, Winnipeg Selkirk, Morton Steinbeck, and Portage La Prairie. All right, Huss does such a great job on those. And you know what? We got we got Jesse Pollockin, but uh, as we before I bring him in, it is Friday. We do have the marble race Friday, and I'll open the I'll open it now. So exclamation mark marbles if you want to get in, and we'll do the marble race after Jesse and uh and we'll you know we'll run the race and give away a Winnipeg Sports Talk hoodie. Uh, courtesy of Canadian Club. But here, I'll bring him in right away. Number one, Jets fan. Number one, I think Line A fan, right? I had to bring in Jesse. And uh, I'll start off. What's going on, Jesse? Thanks for uh, coming on and, and hanging out with here, us here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Man, thanks for having me. Remus, always great to see you. And I just want to say, Lee, thank you for rubbing it in. Uh, wow, just li list off a couple more teams there. Hey, man. Like, <laughs> We're hey, the Winnipeg just got a new basketball team. Shout out to the Sea Bears. So yeah. we're we're coming for you, LA. Yeah, I, I agree. We're not quite. I mean, they got a lot of cities there, but hey, we got the ice, uh, gold eyes. I mean, there's a lot of teams, Sea Bears, Moose, Jets, and if you want to go to Brand, we got Weed Kings. Come on, uh, be Viking. Vikings are basically like right there. Got a lot of Vikings fans here, so uh, we're coming for you, uh, Southern California. But oh, yeah. uh, big night tonight, uh, Jets. And Blue Jackets, I mean, we're like almost two years away from the trade. How are you feeling about this line? That was our not question today. How are you feeling here uh, almost two years later about the deal? Like, I, I feel good about it. I, I feel <laughs> like I'm, I, I obviously love Pierre-Luc Dubois. I think he's a great player. I think like the Jets don't have a chance to sign him long term, even though it seemed unlikely in the summer because you hear certain things. Yodi might be in Winnipeg and be like, wow, I really like this locker room. I really like Rick Bonus. I really like the way I'm playing. I like the community here. You never know. I think he could be persuaded to stay. And I'm really happy for Patrick Liney that he was able to cash in. And uh, he just seems really happy there. He didn't seem very happy in Winnipeg. So uh, it's great to see him doing, uh, you know, he's been hurt. But it's great to see him just, just being happy over there. And Roz is Roz. Roz is a beauty too. So... I feel I feel good. I feel good. And the Jets are playing well, so it's tough to complain right now. We did put out a poll. I think a lot of I think it's a kind of impartial poll. A lot of people said the Jets were the winner, but a lot of people said both teams won, and I do think both teams, but I agree with you. Yeah. It'll, have to, it'll have to see if you want to take a more longer term view. I mean, who signs the long is Dubois gonna sign? And you know, I think he was very yeah. unhappy after last year, and who wouldn't be? But the team's winning now, they're playing well, he's having a career season. You know, it seems like everyone's getting along. They may want to keep it going. Yeah, no, I agree. It's pretty amazing to see what a new coach can do for the room. I just want to say, like, I don't want to trash on him at all, and I think Paul Maurice did some great things for us, but I don't really think the Florida Panthers are performing as well as they should be right now. Uh, but, can't, you know, you know, they're a team that kind of went through a lot of change in the offseason, and you kind of had to expect them to take a bit of a step back. But I really – I'm not going to get too into it, but I just really like Rick Bonus. I think he brings a great attitude to the team, and he's been doing a, a hell of a job. Yeah, I, I – like, Just one thing, Reem. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, if you look at what he said about him not having won a Stanley Cup yet and how he's just so hungry to get his first, like, it's, it's just amazing. I think he really holds players accountable. I don't think Paul Maurice really held any players accountable in Winnipeg just from the look, just from what you kind of see. So, um, 
it's nice. I think it's a really nice change that we have in the locker room right now. Yeah, and everyone, and you were around the locker room when you filmed some of those uh, intermission segments for Bar Down. I'll ask you that, but you know, we're a quarter way through the season, just you know, twenty-one games. I mean, so many things have stood out for you. But what would you say is the number one when it comes to uh, the Jets' success so far? I mean, how could you not talk about Josh Morrissey? He's yeah. been incredible. I feel like it, the Jets have just kind of, for a few years now, we've just been lacking that true number one D, and we weren't really sure if it was Morrissey. I think people kind of would look at Josh as, you know, maybe like a really, like a, a, a good two, really good third defenseman on a lot of Stanley Cup teams, but can't really argue with what he's doing now. He, he's been just electric and uh, putting up a ton of points, helping drive offense. I think Mark Shifley is just really having a great year this year. Uh, I think, I think Blake, honestly, I think Blake Wheeler's play has stood out. I think him not having the C is actually helping him and the rest of the team. So there's a lot of things that are standing out. Connor Hellebuck, obviously back to Vezina form, which is the most important thing for the team. So, but I, I just think Josh Morrissey has just been fantastic. And I'm just, he's, he's a great guy too, from the times that I've met him, he's always been nothing but nice. So I just wish, just nice to see. And I wish nothing but success for that guy. Seems like it all comes back to Rick Bonus pushing the right buttons. And, you know, you could mention Pierre-Luc Dubois having a career year. So, I mean, Cole Perfetti's emergence, we had him on yesterday, and he was talking about uh, the effect of the coaching staff. He's, he's, a great, hold, he's a great guy, too. Yeah, holding him accountable for that. You know, he took the penalty in Minnesota, got benched, come back, and, you know, he's setting up Blake Wheeler for a hat trick. So, I mean, you want to criticize them, but, I mean, it's hard. They're... We've just been spending the last couple of days after they beat Colorado. Like, how how great is this? This is this is so awesome that they're playing so well. And you know, two bottom teams in Columbus and Anaheim coming to Winnipeg this weekend, a chance to keep it going and you know, beat teams that you're supposed to beat, and they've done that all year. Absolutely, they have, and that's you know, that's a sign of a good team. You got to beat those teams that you should be. We didn't beat Toronto, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get them again. Guess, 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 uh. The Jets come into town on Toronto, and guess what day that is? It's my 30th birthday, so you better <laughs> believe I'll be in the crowd going nuts. Uh, that, is that your favorite thing to do, uh, troll Leafs fans? Because I'm looking at your Twitter, and your picture is like you watching a Leaf playoff game in a Jets jersey with a sign that says, I'm here for the first first round exit. Does it ever get old trolling uh, Toronto fans? <laughs> Doesn't get old for me. Probably gets old for them, though. I don't care. He's like, I, I actually met Brendan Shanahan recently, and he said to me, so what, like, is it part of your job that you need to, I guess he knows the bar down is, so he said, what, it's just part of your job that you need to go in on the lease? I said, Mr. Shanahan, with all due respect, you have too many fans, and you guys kind of need a villain, so uh, that, you know, with, with, with all due respect, I'm going to keep tro trolling your team, and then after when I left him, he said, hey, take it easy on us, eh? So, I said, in your, in your dreams, Mr. Shanahan, so... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I absolutely love it. Actually, right after this, I'm going to go out on the streets and I'm going to ask people in Toronto who they think is better right now between the Jets and the Leafs because they're very even there. I think their winning percentage is like literally within a percent of each other. And I know Toronto had some game in hands some games in hand. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Can you imagine if that was the Stanley Cup in, in, uh, in June? It's possible. And Toronto's playing really well with a number of defensemen out uh jake Mazzino, well. morgan riley out uh mitch Marner, yeah. you know what he had the points the big point streak so they're playing pretty well that is a funny interaction with brandon shanahan but i i gotta say i i love your segments in intermission of jets games you seem to bring out a lot of personality uh from the players 
Um, I mean, how do, what, how do you go into putting uh, something like that together? Uh, those intermission segments where you're asking them all, all the questions. So the call out video, which like was a lot of fun. That was actually thought of by a couple of my coworkers. So I got to give them credit for that. Uh, and then we just kind of, we've done the idea, I think with like a bunch of the Canadian teams now. Mm. So uh, that's, that's been great. And just other segments we've done, you know, I just try to really incorporate Winnipeg into what I do. Uh, and I want players who are coming to Winnipeg to learn more about Winnipeg. So for example, with Pierre-Luc Dubois, I, I tried burgers with him, like my four favorite burgers in the city. And I had him tell me what he thought about each burger. And there it's like, it's like people that are watching. Wow. They can relate because who doesn't love BJ's or Salisbury house or red top or uh, dairy whip. And at the same time, uh, it allows Pierre-Luc Dubois to be like, Hmm, I just learned something new about a couple new burgers in the city that maybe I'm going to hit. So it's funny. I was actually talking to Jansen Harkins and he said that he's been to VJ's and he said it's his favorite burger ever. So he's also, by the way, people don't, might not know this about Jansen Harkins. One thing I learned being around the team, he's an interesting guy and the team seems to really love him. He's a good, he's a very funny personality. So uh, I would love to just do something on him eventually, but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my go-to. Like I hope people know that I just care. So I may be in Toronto, but I care so dearly about Winnipeg and, I always consider myself a Winnipegger more than a more than someone from Toronto. And I might live in Toronto now, but Winnipeg is always home. And I consider myself lucky to be from Winnipeg, and it's a big part of who I am. I was going to ask you when you know when you do all the questions. What, is there some, one player who's going to you know is going to give you like the best answer every time? So, so I. Luke Dubois, I got out of the Jets. Like he's just an absolute beauty. Like he's just. Always a nice guy. He's pretty funny. Like like Nate Schmidt is a funny guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's got like a unique sense of humor. Uh, I think like yeah, POD P.O.D. is just I don't know. I've just had some funny instances with POD. Like I interviewed him once on Zoom, and then I messaged him after, and he answered. Like he was like just so friendly, and then I tried to give him uh, honey dill sauce at a hockey game, and like it didn't work, and. <laughs> And, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to Chicago for Jets, uh, Blackhawks, and I might bring a sign that says like something funny, like fairly well, like I'll trade you, I'll trade you like a hot dog for, for a stick or something. So, or, or just like, I'm trying to think of like, what would be funny to trade him? I, I would do honey dill. Maybe I will do honey dill. Cause my mom's coming to town tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask her to pick some up, but, uh, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> That's, you know, one thing we talk about with the Jets, um, and Rick bonus has mentioned this, they talk to this, they're a close, uh, tight knit group. When you're doing those, you know, behind the scenes videos about, uh, you know, who, whatever questions you're asking, like who's going to pick up, uh, you know, plan the night out or whatever it is. Uh, do you get the sense that they're that close when you're doing that behind the scenes stuff? That's a great question. And I think this year, more than last year, I can like, I could feel it. Like the, even going into the season before the season started, like the energy was just, the energy was just higher. Um, it, 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 they just seem like a close group. And I think that you have to be sorry, man. Every time I use like this camera, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, it, like don't, don't worry. Yeah, about yeah. It. I turn my phone one way, it like the camera goes the other way. I know it does the same thing with uh, what do I do with illegal? I anyways, I'm forgetting the name of the platform, but um, no, I, I I definitely sense a tight group, uh, and more so than last year for sure. And I think that if you're gonna live in Winnipeg, your team needs to be specifically close because it gets cold. You're not really doing. There's not really as much to do in Winnipeg as there are some of the other big, bigger NHL cities. So you're spending a lot of your time together. And I just feel like 
I just feel like some change was needed and I'm, I'm really glad that it happened. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be working out uh, pretty great here. I mean, top yeah. among the top of the central division, if you go by uh, points percentage. So a uh, big one tonight. And I do have to ask, you know, you do a lot of stuff with playing hockey, whether it's, you know, bring in what, like a million pucks to a rec game might be the best one or, you know, putting on goal equipment, taking shots from uh, NHLers. I mean, what's, What's been your favorite thing that you've done when it when it comes to like stepping on the ice? Because uh, you've done a, done a lot of funny stuff there uh, on the you know TSN bar down account and your personal account as well. Like in terms of being on the ice, uh, oh my goodness, there are a lot of uh, well, I mean, kind of on the ice. Corwin and I hosted like uh, Nick Felino's charity hockey game a few oh, years yeah. ago. That's why my that's why my favorite bar down video ever, to be honest. Uh, it was other than our grease line a video. Um, <laughs> for those of you, for those of you who don't know what that is, we made a music video with Patrick Line and it was out of control. Um, so, so yeah, um, Corin and I got to coach this. Just a really, really hilarious time. We got to chirp all these NHL players. Like I got into it pretty good with Boom Jenner. I don't think he was feeling it, <laughs> <laughs> but like whatever, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and. Uh, lot of fun but in terms of actually being on the ice yeah going back to winnipeg last year and getting on the ice with seth jarvis cody glass and uh owen pickering who's an app they're all great guys owen pickering is absolutely hilarious he's a great personality and you're not uh, a goalie no i'm not a goalie so <laughs> and he's guys like firing shots at me from center ice like these hard clap bombs i'm like fellas take it easy <laughs> so uh no it was it was uh it was just a, a hell of a time and I think it's really nice to get a bunch of Winnipeggers together. Like they're pretty open to doing it and who knows, maybe next summer I'll try to do something else with them. And uh, I just think it's just, we're just so lucky to be from Winnipeg and it, we're just, it's, it's a different community. Even like the hockey community here is pretty small. And I think that like, look, if there's a bunch of hockey player Winnipeggers that play in the NHL, why don't I, like I get together with these guys and like show everyone that like what Winnipeg is all about. Winnipeg is like so many beauties here. So, uh, so yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. I'll say I love when you um, made an outfit out of hockey tape and walked around, walked around Toronto. Okay. <laughs> yeah, shout out to shout out to Renfrew Pro Pro Tape uh, because <laughs> taking that stuff off, you know, like sometimes you you like meet with your agencies and they'll they'll like want you to do something just like very specific because they're asked to do something from their from their client. Yeah, uh, I got to work with Renfrew and they just said just like just do whatever you want. I was like, okay, I'm gonna dress up in flame tape and then rip it off my body after. I mean. People keep saying, oh, you're lucky that you're not hairier, which is true. But let me tell you, taking that stuff off of my bare skin. My TikTok or my Instagram. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to yeah, man, you're doing you're killing it there on TikTok and Instagram. I love I love TikTok, too. I did do one TikTok. I'll give myself a pat on the bat. I ranted about the uh, board ads. I got like 100,000 views. On it. So I love I was, it. I was pretty fired up about that. I'm not quite Jesse Pollock level of uh, of TikTok, but uh, I'll maybe one day. But uh, we could collaborate. One, sure. one time, one time. Well, this has been so awesome talking. I'm seeing all the comments in the chat. Everyone's loving it. A great ambassador to Winnipeg for sure, as you said. So uh, this has been so much fun. I hope uh, the Jets can keep it rolling, and we can do this again another time. Of course, and. and- you know, Reem, you, you could make some great content. Like, for everyone, I'm sure people know this by now, but, like, 
you're pretty hilarious, man. So keep up the good stuff. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you so much. I, and, I appreciate it, Jesse. And I, screw and screw you for knocking me out of our eliminator. Yeah. fantasy football league. I I did knock Jesse out of our eliminator fantasy uh, football <laughs> pool too. He's not happy about that one. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it again. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah, you too, man. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye. There he is, there he is Jesse Pollock. Bar down. Uh, jpolly22 on Twitter. Got that in. Jesse Pollock22 on Instagram. Also huge uh, on TikTok. And you can check out that video where he made an outfit out of Renfro pro hockey tape and wore it around Toronto and then had to rip it off his body. It's on yet. Jesse Pollock22 TikTok, Instagram. So uh, we are winding down the show. We are going to do the big marble race. Uh, The entries are coming in. How many do we have? We've got 132 in. And I will say, hey, if you want to get in on the marble race, make sure you hit uh, the thumbs up down there. And if you're not subscribed already, hit subscribe. And I haven't really been pumping this one too. If you are subscribed, hit that notification bell because it'll give you notifications when, you know, maybe we go live at a different time or maybe you forgot that we're on every day, Monday to Friday, and it'll give you that alert. Or, you know, maybe we'll upload some videos like we uploaded the video of a Cole Perfetti and how sort of nice 30-minute conversation, 30-minute um, conversation about the season so far, being a rookie, learning from the coaches, his line mates, so all that in. I'll give a couple shout-outs before we go. I did have a, um, I had a giveaway on our website for Moose tickets uh, read on all week. I handed them out this morning, and it ended late last night. Um, shout-out to Jason, who won the tickets, and it was Justin as well. So those guys are going to the Moose game. And the Moose did have that school day game yesterday, 11 a.m. From what I've seen, uh, very well received. And we did re- receive a message on the Sports Talk WPG Instagram from D, who says um, they're at the Moose game with their class and they started doing the wave and all they could think about was Hustler. And they also added, the kids had a blast. Pass along. Big ups to the Moose and everyone involved in making that happen for most of my kids, it was their first time watching hockey, and I think introducing kids watching hockey through a moose game, being together, enjoying everything that goes along with that, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, a couple other notes. I'll do a big... Oh, I'm going to cough here. One sec. Hold on. Sorry, as you can see, there's this thing going around. Um, I'll do a couple notes here. Nathan Rourke working out for the Raiders. I'm curious how that's going to work out. Some big CFL implications there. Um, Jason Robertson had a hat trick last night. Man, this guy is unreal. Leading the league in goals. Um, he could have a... How many goals does he have here? Let me just pull it up. 22 goals in like 20, 24 games. It's a lot of goals. So could we have like a 70 goal score? I mean, this guy's got some release. And we're going to... I guess we won't be seeing Dallas anymore. The Jets have done, have done all their games. Uh, done all the games. And then... One other Canadian uh, sports media news note, uh, Pat Tabler says farewell to Blue Jays broadcast. Dan Schulman leaving his ESPN to go on the on full-time. I mean, Pat Tabler's been a fixture there for so long for anyone who watches the Jays in the summer, him and Buck Martinez, but it'll be uh, Dan Schulman and Buck. 17 seasons, uh, sports and Pat Tabler. But he was doing, when they were on like TSN before, I think, he was doing stuff for a long time for Blue Jays broadcast. Uh, yeah, he says 32 years as a player and with the Blue Jays and a broadcaster. So that he gives a big thank you from Sportsnet PR on Twitter. 
All right, we'll go to, uh, I'll check out the cool bit lines. Last chance to get in on the marbles. And uh, I will, I'm pumped. I was really pumped when I found out Hustler was, was going to be gone for this part. I was like, yeah, I'll get to do marbles play-by-play. -play. I can audition. I don't know if the Sea Bears, they need a play-by-play -play voice. They got some radio rights. Maybe me and Hustler can tune. He does a pretty good job, although I've never done, I've never done basketball. Um, sends Rangers. Uh, minus 183 for the Rangers, their favorites there. Uh, the Islanders, uh, favorites over minus 168 over the Preds. Uh, the Preds played last night. They got a taste of the Devils, who uh, ran over them pretty good. And the Jets, major home favorites here, minus 196 over the Blue Jackets. And uh, I like looking at props if you want to do a goal score here. I was looking for Morgan Barron because he's on the top line, but. Uh, Cole Perfetti, plus 280. Wheeler, plus 235. Uh, Kyle Connor is the biggest favorite, plus 117. Line A, I think, plus 156. Rossovic, if you want to go for the revenge narrative. How about Morrissey, plus 360. Oh, there you go. Okay, I would take Morgan Barron as a long shot. Playing with Dubois and Connor. I don't know if that's going to happen. They didn't list him last game, but he's here now. So if you want to, if you want to have some fun, uh, do that one. Uh, although, hey, I'm not giving out any. I'm not giving out any betting advice here. I'll just tell you what I think. Yeah, so you know, play at your own risk. Uh, I will say that. Um, <laughs> someone says, Larry says, take a couple days off and get better. No days off here. No days off. There is that bug going around, and of course, uh, I do have a one month old at home, so sleep is at a premium. I'm gonna close the marble race giveaway. I finished my, I, someone's going to tell me to take a drink of water, but I finished it all. Closing the giveaway. A lot of entries. Does she watch, does Mrs. Here, I'll answer some questions now. Does Mrs. Remo watch WST? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. My father-in-law does, so he may report, report to her. But what goes on on the show? Uh, this is on you yet. Yeah, I don't want to be hearing any of that. I do see people getting mad at um, fantasy totes for that kind of stuff. So we got, whoa, big marble race here, 177 names. And I did update the, I did update the thing. Okay, wait, I got a cough, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough week for me. It's been a rough week You sleep when, Larry says you sleep when she sleeps. You're talking about my daughter. Yeah, it's not that easy when they sleep. I, I haven't folded laundry all week. I haven't, you got to clean the dishes and stuff. Very hard, so. Yeah, I got my, I got like four drinks in front of me. I got a coffee, Coke, two, two waters. They're all, they're all empty. So, uh, I'll catch, I'll get a water after the show. Uh, all right. So we got 177 names. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And someone's okay. So what other names are we putting in? What other, uh, turd, you think I have, have time for that? Um, Let's see, what other names are you going to put in? People said Jesse Pollock gets a marble. Cole Perfetti gets... I need a bigger water bottle. That is accurate. I have a big one upstairs. I got to bring like a two liter down here. Cole Perfetti gets one. Who else? Who else are we giving a marble to? Bones? I guess Bones already won. We do owe him a hoodie already. Um, anyone else? I'll give today's guests. I'll give... What else are going to give? Alfonso Davies? I'll give Hustler one. Uh, oh, and Patrick Line wants one for his return. And Mike O'Shea. Sure, Mike O'Shea. I'll give Mike O'Shea. Remo's cough. I'm not getting one. 
All right, so I added Jesse, Cole, Hustler, Line A, O'Shea. And I'll do Team Canada. I'll do Team Canada. I'll do, I'll do Alfonso Davies. Just for, he scored the first goal for uh, Team Canada men. And Oh, Alex Lumo, sure. You know what? I'll put in Alex Lumo. That was a nice talk, too. And I, he did score. Um, he did score at the game yesterday. Yeah, that was a good talk, too. Mike Hoff. No, it's not coming on. Okay, we got 184 names. I'm going to save it. What was Roslevic, Tony Pop, what was Roslevic's alter ego from that skit at the Forks he did? That was a funny skit. I remember that uh, where he dressed up and went to the Forks and played shinny and then started like school. He acted like he was terrible and then started schooling people. That was very underrated, underrated skit. Uh, that was well done by the Jets there. Uh, Marbles. December, we're into man, December 2. Crazy, crazy. And I do want to give a shout out. I haven't really talked about it this week. Um, shout out to anyone who has, who did their Spotify wrapped and Winnipeg Sports Talk was their top podcast. We didn't have, um, we had a couple people tweet at us. They're, you know, we were in the top 10 or we were their number one. And I think we had, it, it's pretty cool that uh, people did that. So any tips on cheap, any, well, the Jets, I see the Jets are offering some crazy deals. Kate, and I got an email from the Jets. I would get their app and get in their email list. The Jets offered, it was three tickets for $60. I mean, they're trying to get people in the building. It was a ticket to, I think, a Tuesday night game in Minnesota. And it was a ticket to a Moose game and a ticket to the skills competition for $60. Bucks. Uh, so the Jets, I would, I would subscribe to the Jets newsletter. Go on, uh, what, fansfirst.ca is a pretty good site. For tickets, also the Jets ticket official ticket exchange. Uh, those are those are the ones that I would look at. Where's my marble game? Gotta open it here. But we got a lot of names in, and I know who Bridget Bardot won last last week. Uh, she's got to get her thing from Hustler, and the guy who won the week before will have to get in touch with Hustler. I forget who won, but I have it written down so. Uh, oh, that should have given the Sea Bears. I apped. Maybe you got to. Phyllis says my Jets app doesn't recognize when I go to games. It's broken. Might have to enable uh, location sharing. Maybe you don't have location sharing on your phone. Right. I'm going to load in all these names. And then we'll get. I'll get the song. We've got 184 names. And I got to pick a. Pick one. I, I, I like the laboratory. That's a good one. We got it, and I got to put the number of names in, 184. And I'll get the song ready, so that's good. Find a nice long course for a race. I got to go pick them. I got to go uh, do a run through one night, and we can do a whole thing. And, yeah, I'm going to make sure the Marble Race theme song, like, isn't going to blow your ears off. It's mixed pretty loud. But I'll throw it over to Tristan Rivers' music, and maybe I can run over and grab a water or something from the fridge quickly while this thing plays. All right, Tristan Rivers, hit the music. It's
Love that song. I, I think I walk around. I don't know who else does, but I walk around singing that one to myself. I see Lowry's right hand. He's got the horns emote there. I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, Rob, we're going to carefully select the courses for the 12 Days of Marvels. Don't worry. We're not going to be like, we're going to be having a plan and a schedule of the course. We're not going to be winging it here like we do on Friday. Yeah. Lowry's right hand says, if it's too loud, you're too old. Oh, man. All right. Well, here. I'm going to hit, hit go, and we are at the laboratory. We've got 184 marbles going for that hoodie, courtesy of Canadian Club. It's the Winnipeg Sports Talk hoodie, Canadian Club logo on the arm. And if you don't win one, you can buy it on our website, winnipegsportstalk.com. Click uh, shop for the store. We do have some hoodies in there and uh, other goodies uh, if you're looking for some holiday gifts. Anyways, they're coming down this uh, little tubes here to start. And THP Power is first one out. He's got a lead on Ernie Waldner. They're going up the conveyor belt. We're in the laboratory here. It's Friday night or Friday afternoon, 3 1 3 p.m. Just winding down our week, our last edition of Winpeg Sports Talk for the week. Uh, THP Power and Ernie, they're going through, uh, I don't know what that is, some blinds. And Ernie's first. He's going over this conveyor belt thing. This is all farming equipment, and I don't know the terminology, but Ernie's first to the slide. DHP Power, Rob Somerville, and RW Retro Winnipeg. They're in this ball. They're getting spun around, and someone's eliminated. I saw that in the corner there. Uh, Retro Winnipeg, he's done. Cole Perfetti's in the ball, I see. Paul Carr, Michael Shea just went bye-bye. Lightman goes bye-bye. Chris Fidoon, bye-bye. They're all going over, but a couple of them are in the ball. Lego guy, they're all raining marbles, but some of them are out into this funnel, and it's Paul Carr in the lead. And Zach C is in there. Rob Somerville. Who's going to come out first from this funnel? Uh, we're, they're spinning around there. They got these uh, thing, these bars. Oh, and Zach C is getting bounced around, and he gets through. Rob Somerville gets through. But Running Man, he got a nice boost. Elliot's in there. Running Man and Elliot, they are in. And it's Miller Time's in there, too. Oh, and he just took a jump. Dr. Keating, he made it through first. And there he goes. Dr. Keating snuck in there for a win. Wow. There were a lot of people in the running. and. That little spinny thing just knocked everyone around, gave a couple people a big speed boost, and it was Dr. Keating uh, passing past. It was Running Man, I thought, was in there too, but uh, Dr. Keating, one. Cruiser, 24, two. Paul Carr, three. Steven Dubian, what's up, Doobie, number four. Troy Yamamo, five. Running Man, six. Mark Amp, uh, seven. Bart Oman, eight. D. Mikuluk, nine. And Mike Ladarni, ten. Uh, what an amazing race that was. BA Split says, Remo, I've never seen you talk so fast. I got to bring up the energy here. I listened to the show yesterday. Was it yesterday? I did not have uh, the energy. It's actually Dr. K Eating. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, Big Dev, what's up, Dr. Keating? Send us an email, Talk at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get you in touch with us and let us know your size, and I think we have a bunch. Tracy says, fun show. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Tracy, uh, have, you have a great weekend, too. This was an awesome, awesome week. Rob Pepper says he doesn't like the course. We've got to go through and uh, give reviews, do our course reviews. The R stands for Ryan. Oh, it's D.R. Keating, not Dr. Keating. I mean, people think that I'm, my name is M. Remus. People think I'm Mr. Emus, so I can see making that mistake. Uh, that was a legit play-by-play. -play. Thank you very much, Tristan. Well, I got to, I don't know, do the sea bears need a play-by-play -play guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my audition so you sounded a play under the weather yesterday it's been rough 
My voice is not here. So it's okay. Great energy, better weekend. So we'll look at that. I know people like to see their name as the finisher, and I know there's some people in here that have side bets with each other on who finishes early, and the winner sends their staff home early from work. Uh, great show, says Bobby B. David A. says rest and recover. Thank you. Peyton Wilding says enjoy the Jets game. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I'll go through the list. Where did everyone finish? Alex Limoges, top of the other ones. He's 22nd. K9. See who else is in here. Um, I don't see anyone of the other names. I see a lot of familiar names here in here, though. This is today's entries. And screw it up. <laughs> screw it up this time. Uh, I don't know. Did everyone get uh, top roped of the ones that I put in? I saw Mike O'Shea did. I don't know about Jesse. But I see everyone in there. Cole Perfetti, there he's 122nd. I saw him up there in one of those balls. Alfonso Davies, 133rd. Where's Jesse? Did he get top roped? Anyways, that was a fun conversation. He did get top roped. That was a fun conversation. Comment says, skip this track. Laboratory, not skipping it. I, maybe I got confused with the factory. Uh, I will skip the laboratory. I got to mark it down. I got a Google Doc. But yeah, before we go, I want to thank everyone who's tuned in. Thank you to our sponsors, for sure. Um, uh, it's a Manitoba battery who's back for uh, battery season uh, F Apparel Boston Pizza Little Brown Jug uh, Consolidated Supply Vita Health, Walson Wallace Not Auto, Cool Bet, Culligan uh, Boston Pizza, Princess Auto, DQ with the four locations and Nick and Nicky DQ and Canadian Club um, anyways this was a fun show again if you haven't yet please hit that thumbs up Hit the subscribe button below if you haven't already. If you have, you don't need to hit it again. You're already subscribed, but maybe you do want to hit the notification bell. It does tell YouTube we have great content and more likely to recommend it to people who might be interested in viewing it. So uh, thanks again. Great weekend. Enjoy the Jets games tonight and Sunday afternoon. Also NFL on Sunday I will be tuned in on. So I'll have multiple TVs going. That's for sure. We're at 193 likes. Keep it going. Can we get to 200? Before I sign off, I got to put this podcast up. It's 3.20, and I, thankfully, I don't have too many edits to make. So that's it for me and Hustler. Uh, I want to say goodbye to everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you all on Monday. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Oh! Shut it down. Let's go home. Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.